Tamir Rice. Corinne mm. Gaines. Trayvon Martin. Sandra Bland. Botham John. Tatiana Jefferson. Ahmaud Arbery. Breonna Taylor. George Floyd, Joe. Rayshard Brooks. The Constitution of the United States of America clearly affirms the right of every American citizen to bear arms. And as Americans, we will not give up a single right guaranteed under the Constitution. The history of unpunished violence against our people clearly indicates that we must be prepared to defend ourselves or we will continue to be a defenseless people at the mercy of a ruthless and violent racist mob. We assert that in those areas where the government is either unable or unwilling to protect the lives and property of our people, that our people are within our rights to protect themselves by, by whatever, whatever means, means necessary. necessary. I repeat, because to me, this is the most important thing you need to know. I already know it. We assert that in those areas where the government is either unable or unwilling to protect the lives and property of our people, that our people are within our rights to protect themselves by, by whatever, whatever means necessary. necessary. So we formed an organization known as Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter, Matter, which has the same aim and objective to fight whoever gets in our way to bring about the complete independence of people of African descent here in the Western Hemisphere and first in the United States and bring about the freedom of these people by, by any, any means, means necessary. necessary. That's our motto. We want freedom by, by any, any means necessary. necessary. We want justice by, by any means necessary. necessary. We want equality by, by any means necessary. necessary. We still don't feel that in 2020, living in a country that is supposedly based upon freedom and supposedly the leader of the free world, we don't think that we should have to sit around and wait for some racist congressmen and senators and president to make up their minds that our people are due now some degree of civil rights. No, we want it now or we don't think that anybody should have it. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground. And it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. Malcolm, Malcolm was, was right. right. In a tumultuous time, um, especially right now, um, with everything we got going on in, you know, uh, this country, behind the deaths of uh, Breonna Taylor, uh, Ahmaud Aubrey, uh, and uh, George, George Floyd. Floyd. It, it's a uh, I don't know where like where do we begin like what what do we what do what do we where even, do we begin what do we even lead with you know begin with the transatlantic slave trade that's where we begin we're talking about american violence on blacks it starts there um, it starts before save, that save yeah well I mean, we can go back to the slaughter massacre of Egyptians by the Romans. We can go 
to um, anything you can think of as far as violence does go far back. You can think of the slaughter and massacre of the aboriginals who were once the most robust people in the world by the travelers from Europe, the conquerors, whatever you call them, from Europe to Australia, eradicated the majority of the aboriginals. Um, It's amazing how we were taught to celebrate uh, people who who committed uh, heinous crimes, but then the people who were the victims get painted as the savages. Yeah, I don't. I didn't acknowledge. I don't acknowledge any white accomplishments. I don't acknowledge any European um, victories. I don't, it's not in me to do so. Um, We went and saw the Egyptian artifacts at the Getty Center here in Los Angeles. And we saw that cultural, cultural appropriation in and of itself was violent. The violence even went so far as to be on the statues and monuments of Egyptian leaders and rulers so they hated and loathed African people so much that they were willing to knock the noses off of statues if they didn't look like European noses and would replace Egyptian rulers with that of the Roman Empire um and so I have nothing in me to give to celebrate anything white. I told you a couple years ago, stop wearing red, white, and blue on your birthday um, because you share that birthday with a group of people that deserves less than to be acknowledged. Um, I agree. We don't have July 4th as our Independence Day. Yeah, because I wasn't our independence. Our independence did not come in 1776. No. It came almost 200 years later. It came 100 years later. But... Um, if you're talking about the type of freedom we enjoy now, you was right the first time. Like 200 years. Yeah, true. once the Civil Rights can Act was see? passed and then integration began. That's can when. you even... Well, see, that's... Nothing enough. See, she's pissed off. She feels it. Yeah. No, know? she just want to get over here. Mo. Well, I'm talking about metaphorically. No, she, I know. I know what you're saying. She feeling it. Like, she feels her black parents. Like, she wants to buck the system. But I have a problem with everything going on. And I've been had a problem with it. And <clears throat> I just posted on YouTube... <clears throat> telling people to stop allowing themselves to be silent because black people are not silent people when you ask black people why do you play loud music why do you like drums why are you guys loud naturally it's not in us to be quiet when you look at tribal nature and you think about the habitual way of african tribes and things like that we're not quiet when we celebrate it's not it's not 
mousy and and docile and we are a people of verbal celebration um so when it comes to issues like this don't suppress your natural inclination to be heard and to make yourself known for the cry for justice right we are not even quiet in church if you look at black and white churches white people you wouldn't even know they were there that's true black people we shout we praise god we are the reincarnation of david king david in the way that we celebrate god um for those of us that believe in him or whatever deity god to me isn't a deity but whatever being that you serve unless you're buddha unless you believe in buddha you're not quiet um so don't suppress what it is that drives you and if you see something say something if you see white people making excuses for these atrocities it doesn't matter if it was george floyd if anybody tamir rice um sandra bland a tatiana jefferson um say something if you see garner everyone that has been televised or not if it's someone in your local community that was harmed at the hands of police say something take it from us out here in la we're not very quiet so when you see us on the news now it's a resurgence of the emotions that happened to us in 1992 um or what happened to the young lady at the liquor store um, who got shot by the Korean lady. We we protest, we are angered, and <clears throat> it should be something that if you didn't start doing it before, do it now. If you see a black person cooning, tell them they're just as Part of the problem as white people who make excuses for this type of thing don't give anyone a pass to justify this um people are talking about you need all the facts no you don't you saw it for yourself on video or you heard about it i've never watched the video i won't i cannot bring myself to watch it but as a black person if something happens to a black person and i've heard enough of the same story about it i will be angered i don't have to see it we didn't see what happened to botham john we heard about it and we were angry we watched that trial you don't have to get all the facts to be mad you should know that something egregious and grotesque happened to your brother or your sister in in a way that cannot be justified or rationalized you need to speak up on that I realized that I've actually been vocal about racial issues for a long time I remember when my friend got killed at Centennial High School we actually we actually divided ourselves from Mexican people whether they were our friends or not it's just something we didn't stand for we didn't talk to them we didn't and it took us a while to get back on track I was well I was what 14 years old when that happened uh, 15 years old and <clears throat> um, I did it again when I had worked for different jobs that I experienced discrimination or 
or injustice at. It didn't always have anything to do with me. Um, I was just tired of the the fuck shit. You know, I'm tired of seeing it happen to people um, that look like me. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to happen to you for you to be angry. It shouldn't. It shouldn't have to happen. You should be trying to speak up to the point where it no longer happens. Where Where that turning point is i don't know what is going to be the spark that fuels change i don't know we've protested and shouted for set for decades but we've done everything and and but you see that something does happen even in times where we were more divided you know as free people um against white people against oppressors we were marching we were shouting and something sparked integration now, I feel a way about integration uh, these days, um, and I felt that way for a couple of years, um, and I'm starting to understand more and more why Malcolm would say the things that he would say, and why the Nation of Islam had the viewpoints that they had about it, <coughs> specifically Malcolm. But um, you have to have a, a breaking point as a black person I, I don't fault white people for not being mad it's not in you to care because you've had everything handed to you you've been able to be violent and get your way um why do you think that when white people's kids throw tantrums they give them something when black people's kids throw tantrums we whoop them we're not in the business of being violent to get what we want you you see it, it's just a uh, it's a difference in being we are different we lived peaceably among each other sure there's tribal war sure there's tribal conflict there was that amongst european kings back when they walked around um that has nothing to do with well you know black people have been violent even before the slave trade no that has nothing to do with what we're talking about so um gotten to a point for a lot of us in America that I don't know and I asked you the other day like what was it that made us mad about this because we've seen on tape a lot of these things happen with black people why did it take this to really tip the this you know the uh, scale and and just push us over the edge to the point where we're lashing out like this um I think what it was is we we saw the other ones, but they were more like uh, snippets, maybe. Um, I don't think any Rod other. Arbery wasn't a snippet. It, well, it was not what George Floyd was. It was not as lengthy. It wasn't as deep. I mean, like it showed the entire process from beginning to end like the reason why i say snipping and not to minimize any of this because we saw philando castile's entire um in the same city but um i think i think some way this was different because it was not like i think it was shocking to us and hurtful to see Philando Castile be shot. Philando. Philando, excuse me. Philando. Uh, 
I think it's entirely different. Not entirely different. Let me not say that. It is different to see George Floyd literally go from a man with life to a man that is lifeless. You saw it with Freddie Gray. And you see all of the all of the steps. And like maybe this just maybe if I think this was Philando was George like in time in terms of time and then George happened when Philando did then Philando would be the breaking point I just think that whatever this instance was was the breaking point and then um to sit there and and watch the video of you know this man clearly not uh resisting arrest at all and then to see the officer put the knee on the neck and hold it there the entire time and to see the processes that George Floyd's body went through as he was as his knee was on his neck um I just think that this one became the breaking point and i'm not saying that those other ones weren't because a lot of protests and things like that happen with the other ones yeah and that's not to say that you know but i think that this one um is really just it it be i think what it is is it's like a culmination like he was uh calling for his mom he was saying i can't breathe we heard we we've uh heard people calling for their mom before uh we've heard people say i can't breathe before uh, we we've seen them uh forcibly choke somebody out we like all of the things that we have seen as black people were in this one video that lasted eight minutes and then i think the part that really that really really got a lot of people is his his you know his nose was bleeding his mouth was frothing he pissed on himself and the officer did not let take his knee off of his neck and then the paramedics arrived they weren't real paramedics either no well that's they were armed what paramedic you know is armed there you go yeah i mean so they came to help him i mean but that was after he had been unresponsive for two minutes so what help were they actually i believe this should be first degree what actually what uh what what were they actually trying to do if the man became unresponsive and not only did you not pick it up but like you didn't even want to help the paramedics at air quote uh help him help him you know what i mean like you see everything that happened like it, it i think that just because i don't want to say that we didn't watch any of the other ones in real time because we did we watched all of them in real time i just think that this one be it him say we saw what happened to sandra bland and it was this time I think that no matter what, whatever the next one was going to be, was going to be the breaking point, you know? And uh, I just think that no matter what 
um, this was it. Like this was it. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? And and it just it just sent people over the edge because wh- while we watched those other ones, um, I think actually watching this one um, is what really took people out of there. You know what I mean? So now that we're trying to match the behavior of oppressors, <clears throat> I'd like to make something pretty clear. I am in support of whatever actions black people take to release their frustration in protest of the recent string of murders of innocent black people. I said in protest of, so that means that your actions directly reflect your anger regarding what happened. Okay, unpopular opinion. Looting is not one of those actions. It's not. Um, I have to do my research. I don't want to put out there something that might be false, but there were stated to be reports that there was in, in a city where they were protesting, there was a female in distress and they're in a car and three black males were in that car with her. Again, I have to do my research, but any actions that don't lend itself to the emotions that focus on these young black people that got killed by white people, uh, that is upsetting. Not the violence, not bashing police cars. We did that out here. And I'm fine with that. I respect it, honestly. I don't respect you going into neighborhoods that were historically redlined and fucking shit up. I don't respect you destroying um, black buildings. I don't respect you destroying things in black neighborhoods, black businesses, any of that. I don't condone that. I don't like it. If our whole point is to show people who are not on our side how we feel you shouldn't be doing anything to 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 deflect from that focal point um what is looting doing nothing you're just using that as an excuse to be stupid um for those of you who've watched the movie the hate you give remember when star was mad that her white friends at her white school were all leaving because when khalil got killed they pretended they were protesting just to be able to skip class she was very upset about that and i told you that i'm not gonna just agree with something in a movie and not agree with it in real life that's a fictional film but it is very reflective of things that go on in real real world america um i get anger but um i get frustration but i i don't you know giving people something else to say to try and excuse the behavior of the cops or any white people involved with these killings um is counterproductive you know if one person does it all right that's just an ignorant motherfucker that's using this time to be stupid you know but if you see groups of people breaking in buildings stealing stuff you guys are making us look retarded you guys are making us look ridiculous and um you're taking away from the point of the frustration um 
I also want to say that when, not if, when they tell us as a public that this killer, he's a murderer, um, and all these murderers are afflicted with some type of mental illness that drove them to do the things that they did, I want you to remember that. And now that we're matching action with action, we're matching violence with violence, I want you to have that same energy when black people say something that might be a little polarizing. The reason why is because people were on Kanye West ass talking about, I don't care that he's bipolar, I don't care about this, I don't care about that. No, a lot of Kanye's actions weren't justified, but if people are going to give it to white people and unrightfully so if they're gonna give such meaning the system if they're gonna give white people the oh he was mentally disturbed or he had things going and they tried to do with the columbine killer they talked to the columbine killer's mom uh and she was like yeah you know he didn't have anything going on at home he wasn't tripping at home they still tried to say he was mentally disturbed and she said the only time he ever came home about bullying was once the whole time he went to school never complained about bullying she admitted that to the interviewer that he never talked about being bullied or mentally disturbed he always was a good kid and blah 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 but they still try to give him some mental illness excuse so I'm doing that I'm gonna do that I'm I don't even care I don't even care if it's justified when I look at a black person's actions I'm gonna be like all right well what mental health issues you know why I'm gonna do that because black people really do deal with mental health issues black people have a reason to be anxious a reason to be depressed a reason to be bipolar this country has stung us with mental health disorders from the moment they put us on those ships there is no rhyme or reason for any white person to be distressed in this country there's no rhyme or reason for any white person to be depressed if you're depressed that sounds like a personal problem that's that's something that that's your fault if you are black i'm excusing your mental health reason why i deal with anxiety and i'll be damned if somebody says that sometimes when i get anxious i don't have a reason for it i have clinical anxiety I see the behavior in Kanye West and I see like, yeah, that nigga's bipolar. So even though I can pick apart some of the things that he says and I can dispute those and debate those and say he wasn't right for saying slavery was a choice, the overall tone of his being is due to mental health illness. um, And just in clarification, I understand that mental health transcends race you know race um ethnicity religion all of that i'm not minimizing anybody who deals with anxiety depression any of that and i'm talking about clinical the reason why i say white people don't have a reason to is because there's a system in place to benefit you guys while simultaneously um oppressing us So if you're white with anxiety, you will be recognized just like they do whenever a crime comes up. If you're black with some type of mental health issues, they don't look for that in any regard. Even if a a victim of, of police brutality or some type of hate crime, the first thing they do is just look at your flawed 
history, your flawed past, your flawed background. They never look at what could be going on in your head or in the victim, you know, some black victim's head. The victim becomes the suspect in their own murder. They don't look at what might have been going on psychologically with that person. I went to the hospital, I went to the doctor and I, it was when all the pandemic started and when it was starting to kind of make its way in and I needed a return to work note because I had to take off of work from being anxious about everything. I work for a medical facility and I have to see the reports and I have to see the, you know, um, letterheads and things like that telling us, you know, how to proceed. And so um, I went to, to the doctor. Now, mind you, I just needed a return to work note. That's something they could have issued by email. They did not have to ask me to come in and they kept insisting I had to come in for the doctor to see me. They know I work from home, so it's not like I needed to be physically checked in order to return from to work. I went into the building and I had a problem being in confined spaces when it all started. And I noticed that what would trigger my anxiety, trigger the anxiety was waiting for too long. So I was waiting in the waiting room and I was fine. But as I started to wait longer, I got anxious. I went into they finally called me into the way into the room I was supposed to be in and I was like okay cool I'll finally see the doctor took them another 45 minutes to send a doctor in just to give me a quick physical to say I could return to work again it was ridiculous that I even had to be there for that they could have said how are you feeling I'm fine okay do you work on site no I don't all right cool go back to work but it took 45 minutes for the doctor to even come in. When the doctor came in, he did not ask me how I was doing. He did not ask me how I'm feeling. He said, can I have this physician's assistant? She's going to go ahead and check you. I had my phone going because I was watching something to take my mind off the fact that I was anxious from waiting for so long. He said, turn your phone off so you can give her your attention. That was strike one. <clears throat> strike two was that I was clearly agitated from having to wait so long. And the physician's assistant, she wasn't friendly. She was pretty much a bitch. But she was just like, are you feeling anything? No. Now in the middle of a pandemic, I would have think you would have used common sense better than to touch me. So she then proceeded to touch me. I was already trying to calm down from waiting so long. Um, She started touching me to feel like my lymph nodes and you know, check my vitals and things like that. She said, are you experiencing any anxiety now? I said, yes. She took my heart rate. They know my heart rate don't be elevated. She took my heart rate. She heard it beating faster. She said nothing. She was white. She said nothing about the fact that I had an elevated heart rate at the time. She said, okay, well, if you're feeling fine, mind you, in between her leaving and her checking me she said you know why did you have to um take off of work why are you asking me all these questions I want to be in and out I don't want to be here I already told them I didn't want to be here why are you asking me all these irrelevant questions well I'm just trying to figure out no the only thing I need from you bitch is a return to work no I don't need you asking me anything else about why I took off from work in the first place so I was irritated and I told her such without calling her out of her name That was strike two. You're asking me too many questions in a confined space for too long. 
strike three was she took my heart rate, she took my vitals, she heard that I was probably like hyperventilating. She said nothing to me, nothing. She was like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and discharge you. Now my main doctor that I used to rock with heavy because he was very attentive to me and I felt like um, even though, you know, he was Asian, he, he paid attention to me. <clears throat> and I say Asian to say that Asian people also tend to ignore minority related issues in terms of equality and things like that. They don't really involve themselves <clears throat> a great deal. I'm sure he knew that I was agitated per the report of the PA. I'm sure she told him that I was a little irate. I was a little curt with her. I was um, abrasive because I wanted to leave. He never once got up to check on me before I left that building. He knows my heart rate is fine. He knows my blood pressure is fine. So it to be for it to be the, at the level that it was at, I would have expected that a good doctor would have come in and said, made sure I was feeling okay. I see that you're anxious. Are you okay before you leave? I know you want to go, but I just want to make sure you're okay. Do I need to do anything? I walked past his office. He said nothing to me. The nurse, the physician's assistant said nothing to reassure me, to make me feel better, or to do anything related to clinically doing their job. Prior to that, I had decided not to fuck with my doctor anyways because they wanted to give me this unnecessary test that I wasn't comfortable with. I told them I didn't want to take the test because it would give me anxiety. You know what my doctor told me? Well, that's just something you're going to have to deal with. This is why black people are anxious. This is why pe black people are depressed because we continuously get disregarded. We get swept under the rug. We're not heard. There's a black maternal health crisis. There's black uh, racial, racial injustice for black people in the health system as it is. Um, we continuously just face so heavy of a disregard when we are stating our issues and our problems and our concerns, whether it's in the workplace or in the healthcare or anywhere for that matter. So when I say that white people have no excuse, tell me the last time that they canceled your appointment to the doctor for an urgent matter because you voiced your concerns about the way the doctor was treating you. Tell me the last time that you got fired from your job for feeling like you had to speak up on issues in the workplace. Several times. Tell me how many times your manager didn't come to your defense when a customer was racially charged, saying racially charged things to you and treating you like shit just because of the way you look. So you had to speak up to that customer and that manager, instead of coming to your side, came to the side of the customer and tried to appease them. How many times have you had to leave your job because of injustice in the workplace and go on stress leave? I'm sure that's not many. So when I say that I'm gonna give black people a pass when it comes to maybe some of their antics and delving into perhaps it being mental health related, it's because white people always get that excuse. They always get that background check, but they background check us for crime and pure existence. 
there's always a reason why a white person had to do what they did but for a black person to be a, a suspect in their own murder oh well he shouldn't have been doing drugs he shouldn't have been trying to sell cds to make money for his family or cigarettes or he shouldn't have been in his car not complying with the officer by telling him he had a firearm or oh she shouldn't have challenged the officer by asking her why she got pulled over while smoking a cigarette in her fucking car or oh the baby was carrying a bb gun maybe he shouldn't have been carrying a bb gun or oh maybe he shouldn't have been jogging or oh maybe he should have not been in his own house watching tv do you see the type of stress that puts a black person under do you see where that might have started from not might have did anxiety and depression has been infused into the veins of black people it is a taboo topic to discuss amongst black people black people don't even believe in going to therapy but we need it the most White people advocate for therapy. They love therapy. And that's great. You should. I think everybody should see a therapist. Everyone has something going on. Black people need it the most. I'm not saying people of color. I said black people. And I said what I said. Black people need it the most. They are the most distressed, the most oppressed, the most harmed, the most disenfranchised. The system is stacked against us. So yes when black people do something i'm gonna see what mental health issues they had so like people like kanye mm -hmm, i'll give that to him every time he does something well he's bipolar you know and of course i'm gonna gauge everything he does with scrutiny but i'm always gonna go back to well he's bipolar because they do it to non-black people so much i'm gonna start matching the system with its own tactics the time for peace is over because you guys those that are the oppressors and the those that justify these actions have always done things in the name of violence and opposite of of, of peace in any regard everything you guys acquire is through violence all of it all of it but then want to tell us well that's not the way well it worked for you didn't it you didn't come here and ask the Native Americans if you could share their land. Uh -uh. We know how it happened. Uh -uh. Them history books be lying, shawty. We know how it happened. We know how there became lighter-skinned people in Egypt. We know what happened to the people in Australia. We know how they treat Sicilians. We know all of these things and the way that they happened. We know what happened in South Africa and throughout Africa. So don't do that. You see what it's like and now you don't like it. You see a mirror being held up to your history, old, your, your antiquated actions against those that you think are inferior and now you don't like it. You get to see your reflection and now you don't like it but it doesn't matter what you do or do not like. We don't like seeing our brothers and sisters harmed, harassed, and killed, arrested for no reason. A, a, black, a black woman was at a school picking up her daughter. Preg she was pregnant, and supposedly the black woman and this white woman were zooming through the parking lot, and the white woman was telling her she couldn't park in a certain area to pick up her daughter. Their officer with his body cam gets out the car and goes to 
goes to see the white woman first, of course. And he asks her what happened. I don't know. She just started screaming at me about I can park wherever I want. And so he didn't even get her name. He said, do you want to press charge? He just straight up asked her, do you want to press charges? And she was like, well, you know, no, I just, I feel threatened. Of course she did. So then he goes to interview the black woman and forgive me for not knowing, remembering her name because I did have it at the time. Um, but it made news and the black the officer went to go ask the black woman what happened and we'll follow the sequence of events. First thing he did was ask her what happened. Second thing he did was ask her for her name. She said, I don't want to give you my name. Did you ask her? He said, no. Then he said, let me see your ID. She said, no. Did you ask her for your, her ID? He said, no, but I'm asking you. He said, I'll give you two minutes. So she was like, let me make a phone call and see if I have to do that. That is her right to verify the law. That is her right to know her rights. But for some reason, the white lady didn't have to do that. So then the officer counts to like three, something ridiculous. That wasn't two minutes. I don't, you shouldn't be putting a time limit on someone knowing their rights. However, he didn't give her the allotted time that he stated he would give her to give her, give him her ID, proceeded to tell her that he was going to cuff her for not following police orders. And she was clearly pregnant. He proceeded to flip her stomach down on the ground and handcuffed her. She's screaming, yelling, what are you doing? You're hurting me. I'm pregnant. Stop. Then she's crying. She was like, I'm not leaving my daughter. And he was like, well, you're not cooperating. You're not cooperating. So they try and put her in the car. She's trying to resist being put in the car. And they get another officer and they zip tie her hands and put her in the backseat of police car. And he said, well, are you going to give us your ID? And she was like, no, I don't. I don't understand why I have to give my ID. They proceed to take her purse and fish through her belongings for her ID. Of course they did. So, you know the rest. She, her daughter didn't get picked up by her. She got arrested. They drove her off. And it was like eight motherfucking cops surrounding this one woman in a cop car. Uh-huh. Nothing happened to Becky. Nothing. I, I'm pretty sure she's okay. Um, because I did follow up with the story a little bit. And I believe that she sued. But even something like that she's pregnant she's already under bodily stress and this is also what has happened since slaves were brought here you can pass traits to your child while you're pregnant so imagine the stress that pregnant african women went through coming here the ones who survived mind you on the slave ships were put under extreme stress distress not eating, no hydration, no proper ventilation, or access to any type of formidable environment to to incubate life, right? And so she gets off the ship, not of her own accord, and then she's put under distress. She has the baby. That baby is now transferred, has, has a stress transfer. They say you can inherit mental disorders. And in the 
scope of black people, that is very much a fact. So, it's one o'clock. I just have a problem with this whole situation. And so, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to meet them where they're at. If I see protesters, I'm starting a chant. If I see white people making excuses, I'm going to, however I decide to do it, cuss them out. You know, you should not feel okay with whatever you saw in that video. And, you know, I've grappled with the idea of like, you know, you see white people out and like, you know, you don't know whether they believe in what happened as being right or not but it's like at this point can you blame us for looking at every white person side eye sideways no no and i have people that i work with who are white you know and i i I know that not everybody believes in racism and things like that but at a time when you're traumatized because you keep seeing it happen over and over and over again to your brothers and sisters the natural reaction is to look at people who look like what hurt you. They do it to us all the time. They might have had an experience with one black person who stole something from them. Now they clutch their purse anytime a black person walks past. They do it to us. Mm-hmm. You know, and that doesn't justify generalizing a group of people. It doesn't justify um, hating a group of people because of an experience. I've had issues with black men. That doesn't mean I hate black men. I've had issues with black girls. That doesn't mean I hate black girls. You isolate your experience, but they do it to us all the time. So naturally, if you are white or if you're of another ethnicity besides black and you see black people upset just from being around you, understand their frustration. Understand that we're tired of seeing this happen all the time at the hands of your skin folk. And so you know give us a a minute to you know register everything and process everything that's going on you know um it's not fair but this is how we're dealing with what we're dealing with right now oh you done definitely have to cut that part out well yeah we can just but yeah um I don't know. I just think that we, uh, at a certain point, we were going to be fed up, and now we are. Yeah. And so you have to take whatever comes with us being fed up. I don't think that all of our actions are right. I'm not condoning uh, everything that we're doing, but I'm not going to sit up here and say that I don't understand it. Right. When you're mad, sometimes you do things that you didn't, you wouldn't normally do, mm-hmm. or say things you didn't mean to say, or or act towards people the way you wouldn't normally act towards people. But when you understand that that's anger and that's frustration and that's where those actions are coming from, you can still say that they are wrong while understanding where they come from. Black people are at a place where we're tired of all of this stuff happening. We're tired of, you know, uh, being gunned down you know or being uh killed and not even gunned down because it's not always weapons you know i think what 
makes that especially bad is um they didn't they didn't ever pull a gun on yeah him. i was gonna say that that could have been they, the tipping point they, it was a slow torture they actually which is very they used their bodies like physical force to kill this man you know what i mean and that's not you know um that's not something that that uh you know when we see uh when, when we see like are people getting killed by weapons and things like that it's like i said it's shocking but in essence it's it's quicker i guess you know what i mean in the sense that like it happens and then it feels like it's i, I ain't gonna say it's over i don't really know how to explain it but with him there was eight minutes of consistent torture and you can tell that he was being tortured like eric garner is somebody who uh, immediately comes to mind because we watched him be choked out you know what i mean so we saw that you know um it was just especially horrific because we watched the whole process and it was almost as if not even almost like you you see the life leave his body pretty much like on camera in front of everybody um i don't know how death works obviously because i'm still here but uh, i was told that when uh and i've read somewhere before that when you when you die you release your bowel yes right you defecate you urinate all fluids become because your your muscles are relaxing yes. because there's no life to keep them contracted pretty much like your bladder it, nothing you when, when you lose life nothing is keeping your bladder from staying contracted so you don't piss on yourself um you saw that man do that do you know what i mean and it's uh it was very disturbing and it's very hard to deal with those uh those realities you know um i had a uh, an argument with a girl in my multicultural psychology class and she a white girl and she basically was you know saying that like she doesn't feel like she she gets tired of proving herself to black people she was like i'm not like them i just wish that they all i'm not like when she said them she meant other white people or or racist white people or you know bigoted or whatever word you want to use put it in there but she was like, I'm not like them. I'm different. And I get tired of having to show uh, uh, black people that I'm not like those people. And my response was, um, basically, you can't get tired. No. Um, because How we, dare you even say you get tired? Because we, we, as black people, can't get tired of showing people we're not stereotypes. I can't get tired of showing every person every white person or every person who has a a certain view of me that i'm not that view because the moment i do uh you know things could happen do you know what i mean um and even with even without showing somebody who you truly are um the stereotypes can't kill because they have and we've seen it you know um i had I've been uh, pretty much everywhere 
just advocating for for uh, black people and for people who either try not to understand or don't want to understand um i'm not even i'm not even saying what i'm saying to them to get them to understand i'm saying what i'm saying to them to let them know that you're not going to get away with that type of speech when somebody like me is around i can't i can't sit by and allow anybody to say anything about this situation you know what i mean whether you know they're still taking <laughs> They're still taking it back to Kaepernick. Like that that's how you know that like they they don't want to get it because they really don't understand what he was saying. The whole purpose of him saying everything that he was saying is for what has happened in the past month. What 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 connection does Kaepernick have to do with this situation? Uh uh the guy basically said What uh, guy? Uh on YouTube, I don't know him. I don't know what guy like you're saying the guy I don't know who you're talking oh, about. Oh well yeah, there's a there's a guy on YouTube that I'm basically schooling and he just was like uh did we see did anybody see the video of the black man whose store was looted and he was crying because he lost his life savings and that and he said millionaire Kaepernick approved. And um while I sympathize for that black man, I really do. And I don't think that anybody's actions in terms of, of completely ransacking his business uh, was right. And I really wish that we exercised better judgment. And if we going to do that, like, let's not let's not point the violence towards our own. Right. Um, let's mark it like you they know marked. yeah like yeah yeah let's mark it like they marked it during the, uh the rodney king riots. like yo black owned or if somebody knows that it's black owned like tell people like yo leave that type of stuff alone like don't touch that stuff don't because you do you can be mad and you can trash your place but guess what you then have to clean it up and we also have to go back to this idea and notion and advocacy for supporting black businesses if you're ruining them what are there what's there to support yeah you you wouldn't have you're not going to have black businesses to go to if there are black businesses in, in the first place well yeah if there if there's black businesses in your neighborhood and you destroy them then guess who you gotta go to to get your shit from right so you know um we got to be smarter about that like at the very least come on like if you're going to i don't know destroy the neighborhood you're in which i don't really see the point in that like before i destroyed the neighborhood where i live i'm going to a place that i know is predominantly white and let's start fucking nation up and here's my thing about that i don't even looting in a white neighborhood doesn't even bother me why they material value has no precedence over the value of life so if i steal some of your shit and it's in a neighborhood that isn't black i mean i'm taking a fraction of what you took from that man yeah exactly and and that's that's a huge point because i think that you know um 
they we missed that they missed that like part that because that was one of the things that the dude said is like oh taking tvs and sneakers are gonna make people feel better and it's like no but how do we feel better knowing that y'all have no problem taking a life right and justifying the for the ones watching justifying it needing more facts no you don't need more facts you already know what you saw you would find a reason to justify anything anything it doesn't matter what it is that or doesn't what suit you. it doesn't matter what it is or where it is where it comes from or or the circumstances behind it and there is always justification and that was one of the reasons that uh I got banned from Twitter yesterday, you know? Um, I should not have given that person any energy. I shouldn't have, you know what I mean? But it was very hard to read that and not feel any type of way because that person was trying to justify why this man died. (laughs) Like, like, oh, he didn't die from asphyxiation, so how how do you feel knowing that? And it's like, yo, and let's talk why about are you that why are you coonery. so quick why are you so quick to want to exonerate these men it doesn't matter if he died directly from that or indirectly from that we know that his knee was on his neck when his nose started bleeding okay so let's use that logic if someone starts off full of whatever life they have in them at the hands of police and then after they become a um what do you call what do you call that what after they become uh i don't even know the word but after they come into contact with police Mm -hmm. after a series of events they no longer have life how can you position it to say that it wasn't because of police freddie gray he was perfectly fine until he got his limbs broken right. by the police. Then they put him in the back of either a police truck or an ambulance. And then he wasn't driven to a hospital. He said he said in the video, like, something is broken. Mm. And he said he couldn't feel something mm. as far as a sensation. He was put into the back of one of these vehicles and he was not delivered to immediate medical attention and then he was lifeless on arrival Mm. sandra bland was perfectly alive at a at a traffic stop the ignorance of the cop drove him the not even the ignorance the bigotry and the hatred of the cop drove him to get her out of her car arrest her and then for some reason she hung herself in a jail cell with a trash bag. You can't even keep a regular trash bag from busting with glass bottles in it. I was just about so to say. So you gonna tell me that a full-grown human being hung herself, hung herself and bag. succeeded with the trash bag? I don't believe that shit for a second. I don't believe it. So again, there is no facts you need to have. You no. see what you want to see because yeah, you've like, seen it from the beginning of your existence someone told you that told them black people are inferior so at any any stop and turn you will find reasons to justify the oppression of black people oh yeah because it makes sense to them it it is something that 
resonates with them that black people are not this are not people so therefore whenever something happened or black black predominantly black men and then some black women um we are savages we're criminals and so when something happens when you see the man kneeling on his neck we automatically think what the fuck are you doing they automatically think what did he do to get himself in that position Mm -hmm. why uh, Why is he if, an immediate if he suspect? Wouldn't have, if he wouldn't have been... Because we're all immediate suspects. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why is he an immediate suspect? Yeah, but like why... You know, like he... What did he do? Clearly he did something for them to feel like they needed to restrain him or something like that. And it's like, so why... Like... There, <laughs> like there's no... I don't even know how to frame it to make it make sense in my mind to, yeah, to convey no it to, to anybody else. I, it just doesn't make sense that we really live in a world where um, at the drop of a hat, something could happen to a black man and an unarmed black man. Because let's be very clear, um, a majority of these men were not armed and were not a a threat to anybody and yet um they all still died you know what i'm saying like so let's take the argument that they use well there was intoxicants in his system and there were um inebriating substances in his blood all right cool let's use that argument as fictitious as it may be let's use it okay so They tend to use less force when someone is clearly inebriated or limited in their ability to comprehend what's going on Mm -hmm. um, because the resistance and the strength will not necessarily be there. I saw a video of a white man being pulled over by the cops and he was drunk. They knew he was drunk, but they toyed with him. So the cops arrested him. And, or the cops uh, had him do, um, you know, walking the line and then doing a series of things where, where he uh, had to follow orders and commands by the officer. Right. So the drunk man did everything that he everything that he was told. And then they said, oh, you, you did that pretty good. And he was like, I could have. He said something to the effect of I could have done it better, but I'm drunk. They arrested him. It wasn't hard to arrest him at all he didn't present any type of uh resistance because there was none there he didn't even resist the fact that they were making him do outlandish things to make fun of him they knew he was drunk so but he was white if you want to talk about well somebody did something to get arrested there was a high profile um she was a politician in i believe virginia she was pulled and i gotta get these people's names because i'm just giving general information i gotta give these people's names and these instances but this woman was scathing she got out because her either her assistant or her kid was driving and she they were pulled over by the officers this Mm -hmm. woman proceeded to degrade the officers oh to the nth degree she was like i'm gonna stop talking to you you're stupid i'm gonna get your badge i'm gonna get this i'm gonna get that she was in their face pointing her finger yelling and screaming at them the officer a threat presenting a threat yep she was very threatening Mm -hmm. i would have been afraid for my life the way she was talking to them Mm -hmm. and she didn't get arrested they let her go home and the person who was driving go home in their car 
they asked her ma'am can you please calm down can you please calm down um i'm not speaking to you in the tone you're speaking to me in and uh so on and so forth in la mesa out here there was a gentleman who he was black who was wondering why the cop was in his face and the cop and him were exchanging words and the cop was just as much in the face of the black man as black man was in his and the white officer couldn't take it no more and he slams the black kid on the bench and he puts his hands around his neck and the black boys that kept going and he kept going off he kept talking immediately they had two officers handcuff this gentleman black man still kept mouthing off um and i'm thankful that nothing worse happened to him but you see the difference in treatment if a white woman can go off on officers to the point where she degrades them but she gets to go home full of life in her car then i don't want you asking what somebody else did when it comes to police brutality i don't want you asking that question and whenever you see any anybody black who is dealing with police film it Filming anything we were um driving through a city that we don't live in and we saw this was a couple years ago we saw this black man being uh he was sitting on a curb being detained by officers and the officers were talking to him the black man looked like he was laughing it's on my instagram and i started filming i didn't care that the black man looked like he was laughing i didn't care that they looked like they were chumming it up i don't care if you see an interaction with black people and the police film it film it because you have to protect your people and yourself. Yes, you do. You have to film. You it. have an obligation. We are. Um, the only way we'll get protection is if we start protecting ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, uh, the Black Panther Party was all about. And they were eradicated by the FBI. It wasn't even by. You know, so like our protection of ourselves can exist in an organized form, but you can see uh, white supremacists in Charlottesville actually touching and pushing back on the the law enforcement that was there pushing on their riot shields and yelling and screaming in their faces and stuff. And none of them uh, received any type of, of physical uh violence on them you know uh, no gun no weapons were pulled on them or anything they just had to ride chills up and they just let them push on them and everything but if a black but if a black person was to walk up to them now all of a sudden like that black girl in that iconic picture mm-hmm. they need three three black people i mean uh three law enforcement officers to detain her that's the difference yep and that's what makes it so frustrating for us and that's why uh people are rioting and that's why people people are protesting because the crazy thing is we've done every type of protest that you can think of Mm -hmm. we've done everything from silently protesting to marching for peace to uh uh protests outside of capitol buildings to uh, silent protest uh, uh, at sports events to uh, uh, sit downs with with uh, political officials to we've done everything mm-hmm. we've done it all nothing will satisfy 
the appetites of the oppressors except for what they are known for you know mm-hmm. so until until they they because it uh uh who said it somebody said it they were like what it is is fear they're afraid that we will start to do to them what they've done to everybody else yeah a lot of people have definitely um, said that and um it is it is a frightening time to be uh those type of people because uh they don't want to see that type of stuff come down they did every they everything that has happened in uh in the world uh europe has been the most violent country uh the most violent uh uh continent in the world by far because look at all the places they got and look at where they got uh look at how they got what they got they never got it through uh docile uh uh cooperative means when they wanted something they figured out how they were going to go take it and then they went and took it Uh and every continent in the world has been touched by europeans wanting what other people have already had the spanish in south america the english in north america uh the english in uh in uh uh australia uh the europeans in africa the europeans uh moving over into asia everywhere you look they have they have went and they took everything by force and now that uh black people in a country that they built on the backs of minorities and specifically black people now that we're upset that they doing shit like that now all of a sudden um it's no you know violence doesn't solve anything or oh looting doesn't help anything or any or anything like that well if i remember correctly when the native americans didn't give y'all what y'all wanted y'all didn't come back and ask nicely again y'all waited until the native american men were away hunting and then you came killed the women and the children and then burned the houses to the ground so that the men came back to nothing so how are you guys telling us that the means that we're using don't get a message across when the messages that you guys have got across to other people have used means that were way worse than what we're currently doing so a couple of targets are being raided so what i'm not saying that it's right but so what like what what do you what are we supposed to do are we supposed to all all go somewhere and do a colin kaepernick that doesn't work what are we supposed to do all do a martin luther king that doesn't work what are we supposed to do go do what malcolm x did that doesn't work we don't have the answer to what works because nothing we have done worked if it did then we would have saw a change necessary for us to not feel like this mm-hmm. in 2020 a time when uh uh white women are making sure that they're 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 uh getting their fill of black men and things like that and i'm not i'm not uh i'm not going to uh not all white people are what they are but every white person needs to prove that they are not what we think they are the same way that we need to prove 
or we have had to prove because we don't need to prove shit but the same way we have to prove that we're not what we think they are white people need to prove that to us mm-hmm. every single white person that we come across needs to prove to us that we you are not what we see you are not what we see other people experiencing yep. we are you are not what we see other people uh uh dying from you're not gonna sit up in my face and tell me that uh all of this stuff is is okay or uh i don't even know how people are sitting up here trying to justify it or justify any of it and white people do do this experiment for me without googling name one person name one white person who was unarmed who was killed by police who uh the police officer was uh was charged with the crime of murder and they got off name me one you can't because it doesn't happen like that i can go down the list as a matter of fact i can do you one better i can give you the only one that i can think of where uh the officer was actually convicted Botham john and amber geiger only got 10 years mm-hmm. and she killed him in his own house that's it that's the only one that i can think of that actually was convicted some of the other ones weren't even fired yeah they were put on administrative leave and then they got to come back and then while they're on administrative leave guess what they're getting paid so they're getting paid while all that's while all the investigations and stuff is happening but there is a black person dead and y'all want us to look at y'all and be comfortable with y'all and be okay with y'all i got white friends i ain't about to sit up here and say that i don't but i know that my white friends don't stand for shit like this mm-hmm. because i've checked in with them and i've made sure and if they do have an issue with what the hell is going on in terms of like oh well he should then uh i address that shit on the spot what like what what's good with you what are you talking about mm-hmm. Because if you think this shit is okay, then like our friendship is going to end, but not before I school your nut ass. Mm-hmm. You are going to get this education and then we ain't going to be cool no more. So that you can't never say that a black person didn't tell you. Because that's what's wrong. People be like, oh, I don't want to engage in these conversations. Like I'm, I'm just tired. I don't want to do that. Well, every time you don't engage in a conversation that will educate a white person whether they want to hear it or not every time you don't engage you are allowing them to remain ignorant and say that they have never heard that or saw that or anything like that before yes so you have to say something have a responsibility you can't be in the middle you can't be neutral i know you can't say like yo i'm tired we all tired everybody's tired that don't mean that you can't say you're not supposed to say nothing you are you have an obligation to you know why because you know somebody who could have been that person being tired after having hand, something handed to you all your life is irrational and ridiculous being tired of having to work hard all your life to get half of what you've earned is justifiable I've earned my place in this on this planet I've earned my place in this society I'm educated I work hard 
I've never had any of my accomplishments handed to me. I've had to earn everything that I've worked for. I haven't had it as rough as certain people in terms of my upbringing, but in my adulthood, everything that I have, I've worked for, I've had to, I've had to, you know, work my way through a system stacked against me for the way, for this color of my skin. You can't be tired from literally sitting there and having someone hand you your opportunities. I've had to prove that long nails and a certain way that I talk or being curvy doesn't lend itself to any lack of whatever I need, whatever I qualify for. Same here. Same I wear J's. I wear fitted. My, uh, my, my jeans aren't, uh, I have ripped jeans. I wear long line tees. And when you see me, the first thing you don't think is, oh, he's smart. You don't think that. I got nice shades. I dress nice. I like chains. You know, I wear earrings. Like all of that stuff lends itself to the stereotype that white people already see me as. And like you said, the way you dress and how you are, like your nails and your and your toes and you wear heels and you know what I mean? All of that. And then like you thick and like that lends itself. People aren't automatically thinking, oh, she's intelligent. They don't know. I got told I had halloween nails when somebody had a 19 from somebody who had a 1920s bouffant you know so i don't um i don't want to have to prove myself he doesn't want to have to prove himself but we do it every time we leave the house we have to you don't have to prove yourself for being white and gay you don't have to prove yourself for being you know white and Mormon you don't have to you know what I mean like you don't have to prove yourself because at the end of the day what you look like is enough to get you in the door now whatever you know difficulties you might face once you get in the door you got in the door you were able yeah. to get in the door and they're, you're gonna fur- get further passes when I worked for a company that um hired myself and other uh young individuals I started going there on time. I started going there. I would be on time every single day. There was a white girl. She was my. She became my friend, and she was late, 35 minutes ev- or more every single day. Sometimes she would text them. Sometimes she didn't. Guess who got brought to the office when I decided? Well, she gets away with this, so I can do it. Me. I got brought to the office to be talked to and written up and lectured on attendance. And I asked, and this was the beginning of my fight in that in that environment for justice because other people started to experience it too who were black. Um, I said, well, so-and-so is always late. What have you done? Well, don't worry about it. No, I'm very much gonna worry about it because I'm doing what I see other people getting away with. Right. It's obviously acceptable and I have things that I have going on too. I actually, was coming from work i would have to stop my my first job and go to that job and working 16 17 hours yes i was actually working this girl was literally just moseying along to leave her house Mm -hmm. she had nothing to do before she came to work and she had a husband who was at home taking care of their kids she had every opportunity to get there on time 
and she just she didn't and i was like okay cool so clearly that's not a priority for this company that we show up on time so i have more of an excuse because i actually come from one job literally minutes before i clocked into the second job i had clocked out for my first one and i was always being harassed about my attendance and so i i put that in the front of the rolodex and then i started to see more things that she was getting away with on top of the fact that people who weren't black were saying nigga so then i confronted somebody at that facility about saying the word nigga they didn't they didn't stop her from saying the word when i told them it made me feel uncomfortable they didn't stop anybody else from saying the word when i told management that it made me feel uncomfortable but yet i was written up for attendance i would think that the comfort of your employees would be just as important as attendance if you're gonna if you're going to crack down on something i would think that it would be consistent no it wasn't and then i asked other black people if they felt like they were targeted for certain things as far as like attendance or if they took too long on their lunch and they were like yeah and their peers who were um like who were white or hispanic they didn't get dealt with it was always black people and i started to see a um a high turnover of black employees and i said something's wrong with this and so one day we were all having some type of like celebration that we accomplished so many units um or something like that and so they said that we're gonna have two lunches you, they said, you know, you get one lunch that you clock out for and one lunch that's on us where you just don't have to work for another 30 minutes. So I went outside, I talked to you, and then um, I was like, okay, well, let me go clock back in. And then I saw other people outside still after that 30 minutes of the first part of the lunch was over, they were still outside. So then um, I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna stay outside and talk to you some more, listen to music. So I come in after, an, you know, fully an hour but I had clocked in after that 30 minutes and the operations manager, meanwhile, there's a bunch of other people standing outside, not in the break room, not anywhere else, but where they chose to be. He specifically came up to me. Mind you, I was a very productive employee. I caused no problems. They never had to talk to me about anything um, aside from the lack of balance in terms of attendance. Um, and I was the one that would bring like unfair treatment to their attention. So he comes up to me and he says, I saw that you were outside for the second half of the lunch. Why weren't you inside? I said, nobody said we had to be inside for the second part of the lunch. He was like, well, you were supposed to be inside. I was like, well, you didn't convey that. So I didn't do it. So then he was like, well, please come inside. I was like, can you make everyone else come inside? He was like, they are. I was like, perfect. When they do, I will. At that point, I had had it. You were talking to me about attendance and another manager had already said that he understood why I didn't come on time or why I had to take certain days off and he was fine with it he was actually also not white so therein lies that but when the operations manager told me to come back inside seeing as how everybody that he probably never spoke to about it got to stay on the outside I said fuck this I literally grabbed my shit and walked out that motherfucker did not look back and I told you I told you I was debating that for a minute I was like I really don't want to be here anymore I'm sick of it and I was like I'm sick of seeing and I had prior to that I had gone into the bathroom and I just cried because I'm like even in this building 
it's a it's a warehouse like everybody works here everybody has a job to do why is it that i see people that look like me are being singled out i went into the bathroom and i cried in my white my white homegirl, she came in and she was like, I can't even begin to understand or tell you I understand. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I do. I said, it's hard being black. And then another white girl that I was cool with, she was like, what these niggas do now? And I said, see, you're why I'm irritated too. I was like, don't say that word. So, oh, my bad, my, my bad, because I had just checked another white girl for saying nigga and no, none of the white managers reprimanded her for, for making me feel uncomfortable. Of course they didn't. No. So... You know, because we have to do it ourselves. We but have then to do it ourselves. Once we do it ourselves, we're looked at as problematic, confrontational, sensitive, offended, all of that. So these are the type of things that occurred. And then you know, when it came to just doing your job, they always it was a group of it was a group of us that weren't sweeping the floor. The white girl was part of it, and he didn't go. He didn't. Uh, there was a, a manager who came up to me and my two homegirls. One was black, one was Mexican, and then a white girl. He turned to us three, not the white girl, and said, I see like you guys don't like doing your job. And I was like, but she's standing right here, though. Why Why aren't you addressing her just the same? Well, I'm talking to you guys. I reported that to management and they did nothing. They did nothing about it. This was after the series of other events that occurred with attendance. And the first time I heard the word nigga from a white girl and all this stuff. So I got tired of it. I left. And I sued them and I won. And it wasn't about the money. I barely got anything. It was about the fact that, um, and another one of my homegirls sued them too. And it was about the fact that you can't keep getting away with this type of shit. And when it comes to oppression, you have to hit them with their pockets. They don't understand much. People in these systems of oppression, violence and money is what they understand. And now they're beginning to listen. They listened when I said, I'm suing you because I have proof from other people that you unfairly, you have unfair treatment towards black people. And I told them, I will not lift this lawsuit until you insert that in the lawsuit on your end, that the reason why I was fired was because I spoke up. The reason why I was fired is because I constantly brought things to your attention and you did nothing about it. I will not agree to sign off on this lawsuit until you insert that in writing. I will not agree that I was problematic. I will not agree that I didn't follow instructions because they have no proof of that and it wasn't true. I will not agree to anything more than the reason why I left was because I was sick of y'all treating us unfairly. You have to speak up. You cannot be silent. You have to do more than focus on your own personal gain because when when we work for everybody everybody wins when you focus on more than just yourself it does benefit you as well when you fight a system that oppresses black people you know if you're black you will benefit from that if you're only fighting for yourself you're not you're going to be lost in translation it's not going to be seen as an extreme problem because you're just one person contributing to that to to verbalizing that. You have to contribute to the benefit of the masses in order for it to benefit you. So 
that's why we have things like political parties. So you can't be silent on these issues. You can't be neutral. There's no such thing as neutral when it comes to race race relations. If you are if you are quiet, you agree with the oppressor. Yeah, silence is a vote for the oppressor. Everybody, oh, mm-hmm. well, not I ain't gonna say everybody knows that, but if you're not saying anything about the oppression, then you are allowing the oppression to happen, which yeah. means you agree with it. You can say that you don't, but if you're not doing anything, it's like if you go to a restaurant, you order something, and they bring you something else and you don't say hey this isn't what i ordered then they're going to assume that that was okay to bring that out to you Mm. in which case you are now saying yes it is okay because while i didn't like this i didn't say anything about myself not liking it yes you have an obligation to say something to whoever is um saying stuff i've been on uh youtube and everywhere the past couple days i'm not even you know a social media head like i said i got banned from twitter because of you know because because of this i'm not gonna sit by and allow people to just say whatever they want to and um act like it's okay you know what i mean like i had to tell i had to tell this guy like we can't talk about being uh uh we can't we're not even able to talk to anybody who who is willing to listen about unarmed black men being killed and then the law enforcement killed them getting off for it like who do we even take that to and it's crazy because like i mean fun fact the police are there to protect and serve so like why should i be afraid to contact those that swore to protect and serve me like i would be afraid to call them for any reason you know and we live in a decent in a nice neighborhood i'm not calling the police that's what i'm saying i more and more like i used to you know get tickets and get pulled over and you know even amidst these things that had begun to happen for a while i just wasn't i wasn't bothered by contact with the police you know i got pulled over by people who weren't black but you know what's crazy about that um, I actually got pulled over by a black officer because, you know, I'm a little bit of a speed demon. And so my tickets were always because I was speeding. And out of everyone that pulled me over um, for, for uh, speeding, there were Hispanic officers who would not cut me any slack. And obviously, of course, like, you know, you have to abide by the speed guidelines and things like that. So I get it. But out of everyone who pulled me over this black man and i wish i still had his car this black officer was like you know what like you you i'm gonna give you a pass but not only that i'm gonna give you my card and if anybody messes with you or anything like that you tell them i'm your uncle you tell them that i'm i will protect you and i didn't even know this man and he had given me his card and get his contact information and it's like things like that are now not the norm for officers officers should always be there to reassure you even in the midst of your you know your um your trouble with the law if if you break the law of course there are going to be consequences but you shouldn't be afraid that the people that are there to enforce the law are also going to um hurt you or make the situation any worse Uh 
I had a Hispanic officer that we lived across the street from. And as soon, this was back in the early 2000s, as soon as me and my mom moved to that neighborhood, he immediately came across the street and he said, I see you and your daughter are the only ones living here. And he was like, I just want you to know that I'm looking out for you. I will make sure that when your daughter walks home from school, that I'm home to make sure she's okay and she gets in the house safely. I will alert the neighbors to make sure they watch her walk home as well. He employed the help of this gentleman that we live next to named Lewis, um, an older black man. And, and at that time, I never was afraid of all police officers. I My first encounter with police officers, they were white. I started driving in 2008 and um, I had just gotten my license in my car and I didn't know how to work the defroster and I pulled I pulled all the way over to the shoulder and these officers in Anaheim came up to me and I was I had no real fear of cops you know and they it, it wasn't as publicized and televised and I was really young when the LA riots happened so I didn't remember what it was like out there and, and what it was about. So when these officers pulled me over, they were so nice and helped me work my defroster. And he told me, you know, this is uh, just uh, uh, letting you know, like the way you pulled over was dangerous and you have to signal. And he was like, I'm just going to watch you pull off to make sure you pull off safely and correctly. Never a negative, nasty, fear, fear inducing encounter. I got um, I, I, I was kind of dumb and one day I had let my car run all the way down to E and so I had to pull over to the shoulder years later back in 2013 um for losing gas and an officer came it was dark an officer came it was on the freeway the officer came behind me and he said is everything okay he was white he was like um are you okay I was like yeah my stupid behind didn't fill up my tank and I lost gas and he was like all right I'm gonna shut down the whole freeway and bump you off the freeway like that was mind-boggling to me in the sense that he was willing to do all of that for me it wasn't about him being white and it was just about the fact that he was willing to go so far as to help me get to the gas station and shut the whole freeway down to do it and so he swore he zigzagged on the freeway to tell um, traffic not to come and come forward and then he bumped me my car off the freeway to the nearest gas station and he made sure I could get gas he made sure I could pay for it and all of that these are the type of encounters that we should be having with officers on a regular basis. And I know that they were white for a reason. I shouldn't have to be afraid that any interaction with a cop will will be scary. I've never had a negative interaction with a cop. And I can still sit here and be disturbed over everybody that has around me. You shouldn't have to go through something to be sympathetic to it. Sympathy and empathy don't have to be differentiated in this circumstance. I never have had an interaction with a cop that was scary for me. And these were during times when, you know, that type of stuff had become more publicized. So don't don't say that because it has never happened to you or you've never seen it in person or you don't know anyone who's dealt with it that it's minimized. They publicize this stuff for a reason. They put it on the news and and, um, and all of that stuff for a reason. So you can't be silent just because it's not affecting you directly. It is. It's affecting you very much so directly. If you're white and you don't speak up, then these black people that you're so mad at rioting and protesting and things like that, if you're not joining them, then they might come into your neighborhoods and act 
however you don't like them acting because they're upset. If you're black and you don't speak up, you are just that, you're black. These type of instances affect you. Right. Don't be so naive to think that, you know, you won't have, you know, an interaction with someone. And I'm not saying it'll end fatally, but you won't have an interaction with someone in any, you know, uh, atmosphere that will be less than pleasant. Uh You're black. You're looked at differently. You have to speak up so that these things change. You're white. You you have the privilege to speak up because you're protected. You can be more of a vessel because you can storm the capital. You can storm the system and be heard more so than black people. So everyone does have an obligation. Yes. Yes, we do. For sure. And we just don't. Um, I can't say that my. I don't remember if my experiences with, with the law enforcement were positive or negative well yes i can um we had we had an instance where i was on base and it was very negative they brought out the dogs and everything why i've never heard this story huh why i've never heard this i did yeah i I didn't tell you the story when me and when me and royce was in our trucks and we was swerving on the street no yeah, well, me and Royce was just, it was it was a song by uh, Boosie, Swerve, and we were swerving, and uh, there was a, there was a military police car right in front of us. We was going to Royce's dorm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, actually, I'm pretty sure, yeah. We was going to Royce's dorm. Boom. Um, we get pulled over. He, you know, he flashes, boom. We like, oh, snap. We didn't, you know, like, it's, it's a rat. So we go, one, one police car. He talking to us like, "What are you guys doing?" Blah blah. blah. You know, we just like we was just swerving like ain't nothing. Then uh, he goes, another cop car pull up, another cop car pull up. Then another cop car with a canine in the back pulls up. All for us swerving like we were on an empty street. We weren't hitting anybody. Uh, was it stupid? Hell yeah. But like we weren't a actual threat to anybody uh, in the immediate vicinity. And four, three to four cop cars with canine, with a canine actually pulled up. And it was, uh, uh, yeah, like that type of stuff is scary. You know, I've, I've never been, heard, you've never told me this story. I never told you that? No. Yeah, we yeah we definitely got pulled over and, and they de- they kept us there for like an hour. For what? I what were know. they saying? Like they they weren't really like they just was like, what are you guys doing? What like, uh, who are you guys and where you got like you know we like yeah like I work here and you know I do this and I you know like I do that and they you know like bit, like. So it was a military police. Or yeah just... yeah it was it was military police. And they have canines. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they're they're police. Like they're you know oh, they're police know just on the military base. Oh. But yeah, they um yeah they definitely brought out brought out the big guns to make sure we weren't tripping. You know what I'm yeah, saying? You can't. Um, you and that's the thing. Like you can't even. 
and me, I, I, again, I've had nothing but positive encounters with cops. You don't see me going around here talking about, well, there's some good cops out, th- out there. I could be the main ones, one of the main ones saying that because I've never experienced it before. Right. I'm not going to stoop so low as to negate and dismiss all of the things that I've seen happen in spite of my own experiences. So you can't even really say there's good cops because where are they at when this type of stuff happens? That's true. I don't know. If you guys are out there, you should be marching along with them. You should be standing in front of your colleagues to protect the protesters. If you have a colleague that's getting bucked because he wants to flex and and use uh, his guns as an intimidation, um, you should be standing in front of him. Sure should. To protect the protesters. You're not me- meant to protect your partner. You're not meant to protect your colleagues. You're meant to protect us. We have... Mm-hmm. We have uh, written rights to be able to protest and express ourselves. You were you swore in to protect that and to protect us. Yes. So, if there are good cops out there, and I know that there are, where are y'all at? I wish we because knew. we we know one officer, Nakia Johnson, got fired for saying the things that she said about protecting the communities and and not this type of thing not happening absolutely you know so uh, you know where are you guys at now to make sure that i serve i do justice to to the stories that i was telling earlier about the the difference between treatment of you know black people and white people during police encounters back in 2015 literally uh, uh, a year four, five years ago it was May 29, 2015 was the black pregnant woman her name was Charlena Michelle Cooks in Barstow, California she was arrested while pregnant and she was flipped on her stomach screaming um, she was 8 months pregnant uh-huh. okay um, now a 65 year old white woman all she was she was speeding through somewhere and the officer told her she was going to get a ticket and she actually had been refusing to pay her tickets and get her vehicle fixed for about six months mm-hmm. she gets pulled over and I saw this video before this was in I believe yeah Oklahoma Cashion Oklahoma she's a 65 year old woman and she's she is refusing to sign an $80 ticket for a broken taillight fleeing from the police officer and reportedly trying to kick him during her arrest. I saw the video. She did. All she was was tased and arrested. She she was released. Huh. Um, she was 65 years old. The woman who was scathing in her response to the cops, she was Port Authority Commissioner. Her name, and we can celebrate this all we want to, her name was Port Authority Commissioner Karen Z. Turner. She was uh-huh. Karen. Okay. Huh. She was screaming at um, the officers. It, yes, it was her daughter. So it was her daughter. She she and her daughter got pulled over and she told one of the officers, you may shut the fuck up. Wow. Amongst other obscenities and harsh language. Believe she it. I was believe told, it. She told them that, you know, she's going to get their badges and, and report them and all of that. She... Uh, she actually resigned from her position but <laughs> she didn't resign from her life she got her and her daughter got to go back in their car yeah okay I um 
Now, the one that I mentioned earlier in La Mesa, California, there is no name for this gentleman as of now, but this was, I believe, yesterday, May 29th, 2020, where the officer and this gentleman are having a face-to-face you know, altercation and the white man, white officer shoves him down and then the two of them proceed to to handcuff him and the main officer had put his hands around his neck. Huh. So um, that was out here in California as well. Then there was a man that I remember last year. He was arrested for eating a sandwich on a subway platform. Oh yeah. Yep. His name was um, let's see. So the 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 area that he was eating in, he he was reported for eating a sandwich. Nowhere, no signage said that he could not eat where he was at. Nowhere. And actually, there were other people eating their sandwiches on the same platform. And the officer specifically came up to Steve Foster in the Bay. It was in the Bay somewhere. It was, yes, it was the Bay Area. So it was the Bay Area Rapid Transit System. And the manager who reported, um, Mr. Foster, C. Foster, well, his name was Bob Powers, and he reported him for eating, but he, uh, Mr. Foster was arrested while cussing out a cop, so he was real one for that, but he was arrested for eating a sandwich, and he um, was upset because it's like, you're not targeting anybody else but me for doing the same thing. Absolutely. And he was released, and he was not willing to re- accept any apology given to him, which I respect completely. Um, and he was going to handle it legally. Huh. So, you know, you who are listening can go look these uh, situations up now that you have a little bit more background. Um, now, the one savage of last year, her name was Angela Whitehead. That day, they had the wrong black girl on the right day. Huh. These officers busted into her house and she was screaming on him. And she told them, I'm afraid for my life. Get out. You have no business being here. I'm a black woman in my house and you busted in without permission, without a warrant. And the officers had no rationale. They were stunned and silenced by her. She, uh, it was in Billings, Montana, and she screamed on them and they backed away. They backed out. So, you know, and um, Roland Martin also reported on this back when it happened. So, and then there was an officer in Reno back in 2003, Officer Johnson, who I guess she, whenever somebody was drunk, she already had like an orchestrated choreography to give them for a sobriety test. This was a sobriety test I was talking about where she made them dance and all of this stuff. Um, that, That man who got caught on tape in Reno dancing for her was arrested without issue. He was drunk. So again, when we go back to intoxicants and things like that, he was in his car as much as George Floyd was in his car, as much as Bob and John was in his house, as much as Tatiana Jefferson was in her house, as much as so on and so forth. Philando Castile was in his car. Right. As much as Sandra Bland was in her car. Right. Okay. Minding your business as a black person should not warrant anything that comes against you. Uh, in terms of harm so we can we can we can x out anything about intoxicants or any of that stuff because that still doesn't lend itself to the imbalanced treatment of black people it doesn't no 
just don't think that it's it's uh <laughs> all of those situations you named. I mean, and there's plenty more, plenty more that we could find where white people are just absolutely uh, hostile, hostile towards black people. I remember there was this one white dude who was on camera. He was swinging mm-hmm. on these two white officers and they would not they didn't even pull out their tasers they didn't pull out their batons mm-hmm. they damn sure didn't reach for their guns or nothing they just was telling him sir sir calm down mm-hmm. like you I need remember. to calm down i mean but then there's a man who clearly is not resisting arrest at all um you take him over somewhere and then the next thing you know he's dead and then not only is he dead but you get charged and then the jury finds you not guilty they exonerate you of all charges and then you go back to your life and the worst thing that happens to you was you got fired but then you go to a different city to a different police force and they hire you because your credentials are apparently good what the hell is that we don't we don't have the luxury of being anything we don't have the luxury of doing uh, uh, of doing anything like we just are who we are and we have to accept we what they're saying is we have to accept that like oh whatever happens to to you guys is what happens to you guys and it is what it is and it's like no it's not that's not it yeah um there was also a a man on it was Ebro on Hot 97 back in 2014 uh huh where and this is why it's like if you're black or if you're associated with black people and you really ain't with that bigoted racist shit just like a tatiana jefferson don't call the cops like it would have to be a really escalated situation to even feel the need to because i I forget his marcus jeter marcus jeter he won his case against um the situation where he was at his girlfriend's house and he and his girlfriend started like arguing a little bit and his her sister misunderstood the situation and called the cops and so he was already leaving out the back door without even knowing that the cops were coming uh-huh. and um so he was on ebro in ebro hot 97 back in 20 yeah 2014 telling the story and the way he told the story was he was already leaving out the back door just to blow off steam and to get away and so the police came and he was uh, alerted to that fact and i believe he came back in the house and he was like we're responding to a domestic you know call or whatever and he was like oh you know nothing's going on we're fine even the girlfriend confirmed like there's nothing going on and so um he marcus leaves out the back again and while he's back there officers are already back there waiting for him Mm. and so he's uh something to the effect of like he's just gonna get in his car and and drive off and just blow off steam and they agreed to it they were like all right well go ahead and go um if there's nothing going on right he drives off to i believe he said he's going back to his own home the officers are still following him officers are still following down the street and he's like what's going on and he just sees you know these cop cars behind him and so he tries to veer veer off and go his own way and he i believe gets cornered by the officers on the road and another 
off a cop car comes full force and like crashes into the front of his car to just just basically block him in and then the officer comes out to deta to detain Marcus and he's like you guys let me go what's going on and they don't from what I remember in the story is that he didn't they didn't say anything about why they were stopping him still even though they had let him go at the house uh. and so they're talking to him and he says he sees them starting to act strange and then he starts to shout he's got a weapon he's got a weapon mind you there's no weapon he's got a weapon and they proceed to smash his window and pull him out of the the car and now the officers uh, dash cams capture all of that from that moment where they smash the windows pull him out the car arrest him and obviously he was afraid and he said that while he was being driven to the police station he had injuries that needed to be attended to and you're uh. supposed to take the the person in custody to see get medical attention before you take them to the police station and so they take him to the police station anyway and the booking officer looks at marcus and goes have you been seen by like a doctor have they taken you to see a doctor and he was like no and the officer who had him in handcuffs was like we don't need to do that and she was like you know you need to take him to see a medical uh like uh, a doctor and so the officer is upset about it but he takes him back and somehow at the hospital they're tending to his needs and then the officer is like telling them to hurry up because he wants to get them into cuss him back into the police station what do you mean hurry up yeah like hurry up he's like they're, they're trying to give him iv and medications and stuff and he tells them no don't give them that and so in the middle of them trying to attend to him he's like get up we gotta go so he takes him from the hospital and takes him back to the police station and then um they try to lie on him further with some bullshit story then they end up releasing him and then he files a lawsuit and wins so again that could have ended very differently for him and thank god he's one of several men who have survived police encounters but if you have the power not to call the police, then don't. And that's sad to say, but that's the time we live in. Yeah, you have to be reality. more confident in your own situation being resolved amongst each other than calling the cops. Yeah. I remember calling the cops because there was a car in front of my house, and I hate when people park in front of my house. You don't live here. And so an officer comes, and I think... I feel like if our dog hadn't been there, I don't know how, I don't know. I just feel like for some reason her presence kind of controlled the situation, but um, the officer came up to the door looking evil as fuck. Like he just looked mad that he was there. And I said, you know, there's a truck in front of my, he goes, what is it? Why'd you call? And I was like, because there's a truck in front of my house that I don't know who is. He said, I looked in it and I didn't see anyone there. I said, you looked in it, but you don't know why I called you here. So how do you know what to look for if you have to ask me why I called you in the first place? So he was I, he was like, okay, well, I'll go check again. And um, he was like, there's no one in the car. I was like, well, I really don't like them on the, on the street. He's like, it looks like they're having a party. And he took one look at me, one look at Athena, and he was like, if there's nothing else, I'll go. And he left. And I was like, I don't know what that was, but if my dog was there to be protection, thank God, you know? Could have been. So... 
like you guys there. you guys we have to use judgment these days even when it comes down to cops and it's bad yeah we shouldn't have to but we do and it's and it's horrible would you say you was gonna ask me that was gonna piss me off oh i was gonna ask you um One, if you feel like you are giving too much attention to certain coons that exist to stir up trouble, and if you... I feel like I am. Yeah. If you want me to answer that question, honestly, yeah, I, I do. I feel like I'm giving way too much attention to uh, that, um, that person. My problem is it is hard for me to look away from stuff like that. Yeah. I, I can't just walk away from people saying, like, uh, like I, I just can't look at that and be like, oh, no, like, I ain't going to say nothing about that. Or, I'll, oh, like, I'll just scroll past it. Like, you know, when I was on, on Facebook heavy, like, I was notorious for that. People knew, like, yo you say something Phil's gonna come and like I did every single time yeah. and it's because like I just I'm not the type to tolerate nonsense when there's plenty of ways for you to get smart on whatever the hell you're trying to talk about you're trying to talk about shit that all you have to do is a little bit of research and you can you can get smart on the topics so you know uh and an honest assessment of myself yeah hell yeah i think i give i think i give that person way too much uh way too much of my energy um it's just something that's hard for me not to do because i can't take like i said like when i read what i read i couldn't take that that's not that's not something that sits well with me you're yeah, not you're not going to sit in my face and tell me and ask me how do I feel now that I know that the coroner said he didn't die from asphyxiation why are you so eager to get the police officer off the hook when we sat there and watched him kneel on his neck for eight minutes so you mean to tell me that had nothing to do you believe that that had nothing to do with it yes you do and the reason you believe it had nothing to do with it is because you're so quick to ask everybody else what is their opinion now that the coroner is saying that that's not a cause i think that that's ridiculous and the fact that she uh uh was so quick to write that but then wasn't as quick to say rest in peace and right. that shouldn't have happened right. that shows that 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 shows coonish behavior so do you truly believe that she's doing that be saying these things because she believes them or do you think that it's because she wants attention or people like that like in general just people that act like i think there's certain that. people who do just want attention well, I don't i'm talking think, about this individual i don't think that she's one no no, I think that she's doing that because she actually believes it. And the reason you can say that she actually believes it is she married somebody who is a part of it. Like, oh, wow. It's not she's not she's she's not just doing that type of stuff. Well, doesn't she have a kid? Too? Get her name out there. I don't know what the fuck she got. I didn't go that deep. Poor but child. it was on one of my YouTube posts and somebody was like, yo, well, look at who her husband is. Oh, and I went and looked at who her husband was. And I was like, like, it makes perfect fucking sense. Yeah. Like, he, well, there's a lot of the epitome of 
of that white intolerance you know that there's white- a lot of public political figures that you know a lot of people have given credit to that i would never give credit to because look at who they're married to you know and um we have to take a deeper look at that like how far are you pro if you marry against you know yeah I, you know i mean so if she if she embodies that even in her partner then i mean i guess that makes sense i just i understand where you was gonna go like if it like she's gaining the attention she wants and so she's going to keep doing it to keep getting it because yeah. this is fueling her narcissistic view of herself yes. and then also her pockets and then it's yes. her lifestyle and then it's getting her into uh uh famous uh uh into uh close proximity to fame mm-hmm. you know what i mean so yeah there's plenty of people who would sell their soul who was who would sell their soul for money we see I, it every day yeah and i think that she you know for me even if part of it is truthful and that she believes the stuff she says i think the majority of her essence in being so public is uh, a bandwagoner i think that she really just does what she sees go viral I kind of felt like that until I saw who she was married to. And then I was like, nah, no, because like, I don't think that you, if you don't believe in that, then you wouldn't marry somebody who embodies that, which you don't believe in to, Mm -hmm. to the extent of you're talking all the time about like a white supremacist could not marry a black Panther is what I'm saying. Well, can a racist marry a black person? Because we see that all the time. Well, yes, a racist. Uh, but that's the thing. A racist can marry a black, black person, people. but she's racist too. She's racist. I believe so. But remember, we had a discussion about black people can't be racist. Well, I, I mean, but that's black people's hatred towards whites. She doesn't hate white people. She is a black person who hates black people. She is knowledgeable on the issues of black people i mean but like i said atheists and agnostics are knowledgeable of the bible i don't think so i don't think she's racist i think she's self-hating i don't think that she's racist i don't think so if she hates herself for being that but that's self-hating that's that is just self-hate not minimizing her antics or anything but i think we always say this about black people who act coonish or who are coons is that the underlying themes they hate themselves whatever part of themselves they're just not happy with i think that she is so self-hating she's willing to exemplify that to the mat or she's willing to to um express that to the masses and pick apart people that look like her because she hates herself because black men do it all the time you call every black man who marries outside his race racist no we call them self-hating and what do they do when they marry outside their race? They pick apart black women. Mm, not all of them. But I will say the ones that do, yeah, I agree with that. Right. And so that's my point is like, you know, I'm not trying to give her no passes but or nothing. But because uh, either way you slice it, she's trash. You know, but I just, here's my thing. Is nah, this- well, I, nah, I still think that she hates her race. She, and therefore she is a racist because but i thought that racist were people that can that can actually oppress 
I thought we discussed that. Well, now. yeah, ra- racism ra- racism isn't just the fact that you hate your own race. It is the also the fact that you have the power to oppress a specific race. Yes, but she and that's what that's what I'm saying. Like she isn't a black person who is up under uh, who is with other black people saying that she doesn't like black people like she has been elevated to a position where she now parrots the speech of the people who have the power and therefore she aligns herself with the power does she specifically have her own power uh no i don't think so but i think that because she aligns herself with the people who have the power um then yeah she becomes a part of that system I don't think that there's any uh, there's any denial of that. Like she she definitely makes it known that she aligns herself with the people who make the rules, who continually oppress black people. And so I don't I like she she can say what she wants to about like oh I'm just I just want black people to do this, but like you can't want to help black people by telling black people that they should side with the people who are hurting them. They don't even want to listen to us and you're telling us we should believe in them. They they don't even want to help us and you're telling us that we should, and I'm not saying that we should all just be Democrats. I'm, I'm not saying that we should all be Republicans. I'm saying that we have a vested interest in self and whoever is pushing that agenda is the people that we should we should be voting for the people we should put in be putting in local governments um city governments state governments and and even in the presidency if they're not talking the stuff you talking then uh you don't need to be voting for them if aoc was running and if she actually ran i like her uh enough to where i don't give a damn she's republican she is talking stuff that i I like she she is presenting solutions and and she is being honest about uh, the things that are happening in this uh, uh, in this country at the time. And so I think that she she could get my vote. She very well could. John McCain could have got my vote if he would have went up against anybody except for Obama. Like he had policies and his rhetoric and the things that he was saying. Um, He was a Republican. He was. But he was su- he was a good man first, and that and that's the thing. It's like, you know, there are people who are good people who just happen to be in those specific parties, and that's where you have to do the amount of research necessary to know who is who and who is actually saying what they're saying. And that's why uh, she who will remain nameless, like that's why I feel as though she is that because you can't say that you know all of these things that are going on in the black community all of these issues and and can speak about them as articulately as you can but then you're telling us that the people who are going to help us are the very people who are making it a point to continue to oppress us yeah and on the topic of like political public political figures like we really do need to do our research um obama is a perfect example of someone who is very polarizing just in his presence alone like we we voted for him because he's black but then we have these discussions about uh not being black if you're not full black right so we all voted for him um under the guise of him being black 
and then we still continue to go back and have discussions about mixed people not being black but regardless of that we we voted for him a lot of us because he's a black man right yeah he and was, then i mean shit he was the closest thing that we had ever saw to correct. us and so whether or not he could have been and he a fourth black if he looked like he looked he was getting our vote and he could have easily been a plant to distract us right but see i think the value of a politician isn't what they do when they're campaigning or what they do while they're in office it's often to me what they do when they retire and i feel like that's because it speaks to who they are as a person when they have nothing more to gain from public consumption so he's retired he's gonna get like Two hundred and ten thousand a year for the rest of his life. Four hundred thousand a year. Yes. Okay. Well, I just read it and it said two hundred and ten, but I I could have read something old. But um, you still see him active in communities that uh, voted for him, and you know he did the black graduates, and so did Michelle, and he continues to speak on police brutality and the atrocities of such if. All he had to gain was a black vote, then I don't understand why he's still voicing his opinion on black issues. And so you can say all you want about what he didn't do for black people while he was in office. That can easily be debated by your guy over there, you know? Yeah, don't get me started. Yeah, but I mean, besides that, I feel like we don't truly see the value of someone until they have nothing that they really could gain from us. You can't be reelected. You know, um, he really benefits nothing from garnering the attention of black people, you know, or people that voted for him. So, you know, it's very important that you do your research on people as a person, because I honestly didn't know John McCain was such an esteemed man like he was. And his daughter really pisses me. She really irritates me. So to know that her to know that Senator McCain was such a uh, a great man. You know, and even somebody like Bernie Sanders, until he got quiet and, and kind of repulsed at the issues of oppression, you know, I fuck with Bernie, you know, um, and even Kamala Harris. But again, you have to look at people's history. Now, somebody like Biden, he actually was part of the 94 crime bill and he admitted that he made some mistakes back in that time. And so what you have to look at going forward is what they're what they're talking about now and what they did when they had nothing to gain from, from their political presence. Bernie Sanders, he was involved in civil rights uh, protests and things like that. So a lot of people, he got a lot of people's attention because they saw him uh, at a time when he wasn't as prominent as he is now. And he was still there with black people. And so... AOC, she is another person that people, black, Hispanic, Asian, they all chant for, chanted for her when, you know, these um, candidates were being brought up and her, her background speaks highly of her, you know, and then she backs it up with her presence uh, in Congress and things like that. So it's very important that more than ever, we do our due diligence because you can make changes by by voting, petitioning, all of that stuff. And so now that we see the outrage that's going on across the nation, um, we have to use our voice in more than one way. And sometimes that's on a ballot. Absolutely. 
so you know I never really took an interest in really researching political figures I went with what they said when they had their debates and you know when they had their campaigns and stuff like that but it's important to also do background because people can say whatever they want in front of a camera and they will and they are very polished and prepared for that you got to look at what they do when they think nobody's looking and what they did back when things weren't necessarily he as heavily reported on them you know i didn't know the extent of kamala harris that i do now and i backed off with her you know she said i'm a black woman and i'm always gonna be a black woman on the breakfast club but you know, I think sometimes black people can, when they do outlandish things um, against the benefit of black people, they're worse than white people being racist. Yes. You know? And Very I think that so. when you're in a position of power to change things like that, I'm not talking about some troll or someone who wants to go viral. I'm talking about someone who has the ability to change something. When you put yourself in a position not to help those that you claim you want to help, you're worse to me than someone who's innately racist white people have to be re rehabilitated out of racism when they are when they are born and when they live their lives oftentimes it's natural for a white person to to look at other races specifically black people as inferior just like you can pass down uh, all types of traits that you can pass down racism uh, it's generational so Very you have so. to rehabilitate out of that so when a black person does it, you're doing it out of effort. You're doing it out of actual exerted effort to be a coon. You weren't born hating yourself. You weren't born oppressing yourself. You weren't born, you know, being racist against your kind. You know, that has to be something that you learn to do for your own selfish gain and merit. You thought you could get in the, the country club by hating and mocking people that look like you. That takes effort. Yes, it does. It takes effort to rehabilitate a racist out of that. But I expect that from a racist. I don't expect it from a black person. And when I do, I understand how sometimes you give attention to, you know, trolls and, and people who want to say things like, so what do you think about the evidence that George Floyd, you know, had intoxicants in his system and underlying medical issues? You know, that's, that's calculated when, you know, certain white people do stuff that could be conceived as prejudiced or bigoted. You know, sometimes even they themselves, years later, will stop and think how ignorant they were, you know, and how they had to train. There was a, a member of the KKK during David Duke's time that he ended up getting out and he started being on the side of justice. And he said it took a lot of work for him to get to that point because he was one of the main vehicles of of racism and bigotry you know he was a skinhead and he just really felt so viciously towards uh minorities so as much work as it takes to rehabilitate somebody who's bigoted and racist it also takes work for you to actually make the effort against your own kind so and that's why i have an issue with who i have an issue with. but I, I why i say that there's a difference because she don't have to me, and I mean, it's seen by her her resume, she doesn't have the means to make social decisions in terms of change and things like that. Well, not yet. 
Is she running for some type of office or nah, something? Nah, but they could very well point her to a position where she does have the power to do that because she's speaking the type of rhetoric that they like to hear. Yeah. You know, because uh, how many times have you have you saw somebody kissing the boss's ass and then the next thing you know, they get a raise or yeah. they get ben a promotion Carson, or something. Ben. You know what I mean? And so, wow, it might not be detrimental detrimental right this second because you know you can say like oh like she can't really do shit when that position of power comes and she can it will be too late to try and knock her off of that pedestal because she'll already be there and then she already is in uh with that with those types of people because she is married to one of them do you know what I mean? And then, uh, so now she's married to him. So now she's ingratiating herself further. And then it's not even just that she's married to a white man. She's married to a white man who is basically a white supremacist. Well. And so, you know, like, you, you know, I understand what you're saying as far as like, oh, you can't you can't do this and like oh she's doing it for attention but if she was doing it for attention like she would not have married because there's no way that your ideals would have lined up enough to to come together and become one without that being like there's no way you could marry a white man who did not like black people do you know what i mean there's no way i can marry a white woman who did not like black people and so as you know uh you there's no way we can say that that's fake because she actually took the step to marry somebody who agrees that they don't like black people you know what i mean and so she is what she said she is um whether it started out as attention at first now i mean okay so even if it did start out as attention now we see that she's not playing it's it's serious as far as that is concerned so do you silence them by constantly throwing um, information and facts at them or do you silence them by not regarding them at all? I don't know because in uh, in both cases uh, to be perfectly honest uh, with someone they as don't work. well versed as her to know everything there is to know about rebuttals for things like what yeah, she would she, say. Yeah, she probably could hit you with major rebuttals. I mean, but then if you don't speak, then aren't you just letting her talk? We just said that. Like, Yeah, but I feel like I feel like you know, we haven't tried as a group to just try and let her fire fade. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like she is so triggering that we constantly give her attention, not even attempting to just silence her by silence. You know what I mean? And seeing how far that will go. Because I just feel like she's so well trained and like, oh, I can rebut this. I can rebut that. And it just continues to keep her trending. Well, yeah, you know, like I said, atheists and agnostics, they'll argue with you all day using the book that you believe in to try and use it against you. Right. And so I feel that our energy sometimes is. It's probably misplaced, even even though I feel the way that I feel. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit up here and in front and be like, oh, like what I'm doing is 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 all right like you know in some ways yeah i think that i my energy is misplaced but then uh you know i'm the type of friend that if i gotta keep telling you i'm gonna keep telling you even if you don't want to hear it anymore you know that's the difference between a friend and someone who isn't 
Well, I mean, yeah, but what I'm saying is like, I'm that type of person where like, it might not be the popular opinion or even like the right thing to do at the time. Um, but if that's how I feel, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I can't, you know, like I can help it, you know, uh, I'm going to try to not engage that individual, but if they say something stupid, I, I gotta go. I have to. You know, um, the same way I used to do with uh, my white homeboy on Facebook. You remember who I'm talking mm-hmm. about, who used to always say stuff, especially when, you know, this Trump stuff was kicking off. I used to every time I saw something, I would be on his status flaming him every time because I can't let you get away with saying that stuff because you already believe it. But if ain't nobody saying it, then it's like everybody else who is friends with you or it comes across that believes it you know what i mean and like i just don't think that that's not how you win a fight you know what i'm saying that's how, also, that, at least that's how i feel they also say pick your battles you, you know, know? i mean I, I feel like i agree because there have been plenty of times some ignorant you know motherfucker will be on youtube and i will paragraph their asses till i win you i know? damn sure do but that to me is a first timer. Like, ain't nobody ever told you what I'm about to tell you. Ain't nobody ever told you to watch your mouth and educated you on exactly what you're saying. You right. know, and then I got it. But I and obviously you won't know the end result till the conversation's over. But I got them to admit I was right. Mm-hmm. We were arguing about the aboriginals and how racism is prevalent even in Australia. And she was like, oh, and they always use this. My grandfather was black. And it's like, oh, no, why do y'all use that? Just be honest that you're not black. I don't care. I don't want to hear some fake story about your grandfather being black. So miss me with you're not black. So you must, you know, that's why you think the way you do. no you're not black don't do that but it's like i got her to the point where she admitted well yeah i see you know the the indigenous people mistreated here all the time thank you that was my point you know but to me those are first timers those are like virgins to this verbal ass whooping i feel like for someone like her she she like it's like it's like godzilla like the more like shit you throw at her the bigger she becomes and like the more she absorbs and the more she loves the shit and it just powers her up. I really feel that the first and second times that she was known to to say and do the shit that she says and does, I feel like it was very much justified in like, you know, coming at her. But I feel like some people and some things that they say, the energy is not worth it. I really just feel like she gets off to that. She probably does. She probably does. And, you know, there's for every, you know, 10 people like you, there's a person like me who is just like, I'm not. And it's not for I'm not going to. Yeah. And and that's what I was about to say. I like it's not like y'all don't want to. It's just like, you know, that you're feeding the energy of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And being like, yo, like I got to. Like, you know, I really want to destroy her entire argument because it makes no sense. It's like, you know how, like, Carlos was like what he said, when you get grown and, like, you have sex and you ask grown questions while you're having sex. I feel like after conversations like this, she goes and fucks her her white supremacist husband and they talk about the shit that they exchange with somebody on Twitter or social media while they're fucking. Like, I really feel like they get off to this, like, for real. 
I was reading in the comments of some post and it was like, um, uh, like, how could you be, how could you be, uh, you know, serious about looting? It's ridiculous. And then someone was like, you're upset because we're doing to y'all what y'all have done to us forever. And they were like, I'm not upset at all. I'm actually entertained by it. And it's like, this is the type of sick shit that- Then why are you saying it then? Yeah. But this is the type of sick shit that I believe people really get off to. And I feel like she's one of them. I really feel like their nasty exchanges in bed is about shit like this. Like, did you see when I told off that that leftist or that Democrat? Yeah, I can't stand when they say shit like that. Leftist, Democrat, and all that other shit. And, you know, they were like, oh, the, uh, oh, like the left, uh just wants the cop to be wrong and it's like if you believe that the only people who believe that uh police kill unarmed black men are democrats then you clearly are the problem because if you it doesn't matter what your political affiliation is if you see that and you are not outraged by that then you yourself have an issue i don't know what you are so I can't, I'm not just going to out and out call you a racist because I can't, um, but you definitely have an issue if you saw that or if you heard about it or if you read it. And the first question that you asked is, well, what did he do? Why? Well, how did he get in that situation? And then let's let all the facts come out. So the tape wasn't factual enough for you. And I agree that, you know, sometimes as a community, we are quick to jump on certain things without knowing. But like with something like police brutality, can you blame us? Can you blame us for, for a lot of shit? Can you blame us? Like, like we have we no, nah, we deserve the benefit of the doubt. Because uh, it's given to, to them. Well, well, yeah, not just because uh, it's given to them, but because they continually do it to us like meaning like that we wouldn't jump to conclusions if there haven't been conclusions to jump to in the past like we this type of stuff happens to us and then when we say that this is what happened to us and it feels so similar now we have to wait to see how it's different and if it isn't different then we were right but if it is different then we might be wrong and i think that we as a people have earned the right through our consistent uh the consistent bullshit that they put us through we've earned the right to be like yo um that shit ain't right they shouldn't have motherfucking did that until we find out that like oh it wasn't about that then it's like oh okay our bad our bad but i'm telling like we don't like we have never been given the benefit of the doubt before never and so we always have to look at it which is what they'll give us is like yo y'all always got to look at it and be like well what actually happened let's wait for the facts and it's like yo before there was the advent of of uh social media and stuff you had like the rodney kings they would say like well what did rodney king do to deserve all that stuff um and then they'll say you know and then like going back to like uh the 50s and 60s like when all of that stuff was happening they she (laughs) she ever had she even had the nerve to bring up the fact that from 1886 to 1960 something she said there were only 
3,000 lynchings in America only. And she was like, not saying that lynching is okay. And it's like, but you are. So if only one you're, of your family members gets killed, is that you're, that's yeah, not a lot? You're saying it. You're, you're saying, you're saying like, it's not okay. But then you're saying it only happened like this. So it's overblown. No, only one. Yes, one, one is too many. We should have never had to endure anything like that. And yet we did. So you're saying only, but you're saying you don't condone it. But then you're saying only you, you see what I'm saying? So like we deserve the benefit of the doubt when it comes to stuff like this, because only, only, well, what did they do? Stuff like this. And it's like, so we can't automatically assume that y'all meant to kill us because we see it on camera. Y'all doing this shit. So we have to, so we have to wait for the context to see why y'all killed him, but y'all didn't have to see, but y'all don't have to, uh, y'all, we're not allowed to jump to the conclusions that y'all killed him because we saw it. That doesn't make any I sense. I want to know what Tamara Mallory Housley has to say about this because she was very vocal and emotional when her daughter, her, when her uh, little uh, niece got shot. In yeah. Sherman Oaks, and what did they say about him? He had, he wrote a letter saying, "Don't pin no mental illness shit on me. I did this because I f I was bored." Yes. And they still tried to put some mental illness shit on him. They still try. So I want to know what she has. To I want to know what the real has to say about it. I want to know what the real has to say. I want to know what Tom Brady think about and this Omar's shit. I want to know a lot of this stuff i just looked at her ig no okay yeah like i want to know what people i want to know what people who are quiet are saying and it's funny how uh we saw that post yesterday it's like oh well the people who like black dick are certainly quiet about black issues mm -hmm. it's very 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 I telling IG. very very yeah, telling like you her. know because we don't you know anytime it's anything else is oh this is oh that and oh you went and did prison reform no you didn't you went and got two motherfuckers out of jail or did you like i don't even know about that entire situation in its entirety but she did not post about it at all when when wow. it comes to uh black people dying and you were a black man has kanye posted about it she posted about ahmaud arbery who did Mara. oh she did but she, but she didn't post about uh, Mr. Floyd, huh? Or Breonna Taylor, huh? She did, actually. She posted this needs to stop with some messages. So, okay, I give her that. All right. I mean, yeah. Like I said, like, we're allowed to assume until we're proven wrong. Yep. We are perfectly within our rights to do that because they do that to us all the time. Oh, you're, oh, you are this because you're this. Like, so because I can't a hat. Because I wear a fitted hat, I can't be intellectual. Because I wear J's, I'm not allowed to be wise. Nope. Or because I wear ripped jeans, now I'm a threat. Yep. You know, or because my windows is tinted, uh, I deserve, you know, I deserve whatever y'all think I deserve. Yeah, so, like I said, you I'm going to give black people motherfucking mental illness stamp. Because they going to do it to him. You know what, but um and kanye's case like i understand what you're saying as far as like being like oh that but what he was saying was detrimental to black people though 
I'm giving niggas a mental illness stamp. They're, they're going to do it to this cop. They're going to do it all the cops. They're going to dredge up some bullshit about them having Yeah, but both of, but in both of those instances, it is harming black people. And so we, the difference is, right. is we I'm don't want, do we don't want, I don't want to, the same way that I don't want to give that man uh, any type of motherfucking mental illness, Kanye don't get it either. Well, he has it. It's been, it's evident. Uh, and there's no dispute if there if there's if if it is and i said too like that doesn't mean i'm going to not isolate things that he says and pick them apart and debate them and be angry at them but at the end of the day just like you know certain people that we know they might have antics and actions that we don't agree with but we still know that there's an underlying issue of mental health there yeah i mean but that doesn't excuse their actions. yeah i was about to say that doesn't exonerate your actions and that's what i'm saying it's like they'll actions i'm just gonna make sure i put it out there oh well yeah like he is yeah he has mental issues that don't excuse him from what he said the same way it don't excuse that cop from what he did he ain't got no damn mental issues remember the situation where uh somebody i believe he was shot i just don't want uh us to start just saying like oh people can be detrimental to the the black experience and then saying like oh well they got mental issues so it's okay nah it's not okay yeah it was um ozazi osak osaji uh in pennsylvania and then in el cajon california there was um someone killed and he was mentally ill and charles kinsey who was a mental health therapist was shot for even dealing with his patient remember he was helping up uh, one of his patients and something happened and the police were called and they ended up shooting i believe they shot the therapist yeah charles kinsey was a therapist he was retrieving his 23 year old patient and um ended up shooting him while he was dealing with his patient so you know when it comes to mental health um i they always try and plead insanity and they plead like they did with uh i think they almost was about to do that with amber geiger if i'm not mistaken there was something there where they were trying to say that she wasn't yeah what they said is she uh she was distressed she had a long day at work mm-hmm. she was dealing with stuff mm-hmm. and you know, and uh, that caused her to not be in her right frame of mind. And then she did what she did. No, she did what she did. And she knew what she was doing. You know what I mean? Kanye knows what he's saying. Whether or not he has fleshed out how he should say it. Like that, that clearly isn't there. But Kanye knows what he's saying because when he does flesh it out, Kanye actually makes decent points. The fact is Kanye does not flesh out his points before he says what he says i'm not you don't you don't get to get away with that because when you are speaking to uh people about us or speaking to a community of of us um you have to have your facts straight but what i'm saying is that you know if a black person is held uh to answer for his actions or a black person is held to answer for their actions i'm gonna be like okay well what's their mental health background that's the first thing i'm going to start doing because gonna, that's the yeah. first thing that they do that is um and i just think that it's ridiculous to even go there 
when you see clearly that someone calculated exactly what their actions entailed, but the first thing that they want to do is, well, let's find a way to excuse it. So I'm gonna do it too. Well, and yeah, and then they'll and then they'll hit you with the and then they'll hit you with the media messaging of showing them in uniforms or yes, smiling with then, their kids or something like but that. But then with us, it's everything they can see. Then they'll like show us like at a party with smoke around us or, or, a blunt yeah, or, or a blunt or like they smoke a cig a or something shot. like they that. Yeah, they they make sure they pull out mug shots to make it like, oh, that person was a criminal, but I wasn't a criminal when I was doing when they, when they were doing what they doing that made you kill them. They they were not doing criminal activity. And they'd be like, well, they were a criminal. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, but if everybody deserved to be executed based off of anything that they did that was criminal, then there would be a lot of dead people. A lot of dead people. That That's not a good enough reason. Like, that, I mean, there's no reason. But to try and, and scapegoat it by saying that they were once a criminal, that's ridiculous. We know many pastors that were once criminals. Does that mean that they should not be preaching uh, uh, the word of God we know many politicians who have criminal passion they not be representing us in in the government you know what I mean we know many CEOs that were once criminals should they not be making the products that we consume that doesn't make any sense do you know what I mean so I'm not you're not finna sit you know you ain't finna sit up here and tell me no bullshit like oh they were once criminals and so that's why what happened to them happened to them no what happened to them happened to them because you motherfuckers uh wanted to do whatever you did to them you know what i'm saying and um we have the right to question their their mental uh their mental stability you know um and be like yo like well, what's up with them but if they're detrimental to the black community it is a lot harder to uh for me at least to be like yo that's mental this or that's mental that nah because we need everybody we we don't need to be a monolith to be in lockstep and i think that that's what a lot of people think is like oh we all gotta be the same no we don't we can all be completely different come from different backgrounds be doing different things think different ways but guess what when you look at another black person you shouldn't see competition you should see brother mm -hmm. you should see sister mm -hmm. you should see companion mm -hmm. you should see somebody i want to succeed that's right and when you're not doing that then no you're not in lockstep and then you are detrimental to the cause you know what i'm saying so yeah. when these people uh be out here saying uh saying certain things you know uh that are hurting the community like no you're not in lockstep and we have every right to be pissed about what the fuck you said because well, you're hurting us yep well speaking of actor shameek moore needs to shut the fuck up several times he said look all i'm saying is in the moment when we are experiencing racism can we the black community find ways to avoid being killed or hunted see i have a very strong opinion that the black community hates to hear but needs to hear we need to know how to deal with the police and or racism because this is the part of the scenario we have failed to fix okay hold on wait what shoot that to me please okay so let me let me ask this motherfucker a question all right so he's saying we need to learn how to deal with the police I didn't know that we carried a badge and took an oath and learned how to do our jobs to police to enforce the law. I didn't know that we as citizens learned that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that we were supposed to learn that. I, I never thought 
I have never once thought that me as a civilian and a non-professional uh, would be approached by the professional and I am expected to behave like the professional instead of the professional. That doesn't make any sense so to me. I, perfect, because I remember last year I was so sad because on my birthday they reported that, um, and he's okay, but Shaquille Dukes in Freeport, Illinois, he was battling pneumonia at the time and he, uh, his doctor let him walk outside with his IV machine and a white security guard just assumed that he was going to steal the IV machine and so he called the cops and he oh, was yeah. still arrested. Yeah. So we need to learn how to deal with the police. Nigga's clearly sick. He's clearly in a gown. Clearly hooked up to an IV machine. Clearly not doing anything worth warranting any of what transpired and we need to learn how to deal with the police? No, the police need to learn how to do their fucking job or take off their badge and retire or find another job. The last thing I expect for anybody who does their job is that the person sitting across from them needs to learn how to do it for them. Yes. I don't think in any customer service, we, we would have customer service if everybody knew how to do what they're calling customer service for. Right. Absolutely. We employ people to do the tasks that we don't want to, don't know how to, don't care to do. That's for you to do. That's what you're paid for. Huh. Your our tax dollars go in your pockets to protect us. Huh. So I, I hate that argument where they say we need to learn how to deal with police. No, they need to learn how to do their job correctly. There is no industry where as the person who is working, you, the person who is not working, has to learn how to cater to you. That doesn't make any sense. So the client has a, to, the so, client has to service the, the worker. So when I go to a restaurant, I have to make sure that I'm extra nice to the server and the server can act any type of way towards me that's how they see it a lot that, of times. that's what you're telling me mm -hmm. you know what i mean when i go uh when i go to a store to buy my clothes and somebody's helping me find clothes i need to be extra courteous to them instead of them being professional and courteous to me that's an argument yeah that like that doesn't why do you think servers get mad over tips because for some reason you earned that shit just for existing no yeah don't oh you can act God. however you want and i'm still still supposed to give you 15 no i'm not supposed to give you anything no. as a matter of fact like i i don't i don't ever feel obligated to tip anybody i don't have, have to. to i don't have to tip anybody tips are not a part of anything that i have to do i'm paying for a service if i decide to pay you a little extra for rendering the service because i didn't have to do it myself fine but i don't have to do that that is not an obligation of mine and if you don't like the fact that people are not obligated to do it then you might want to get out of an industry where they say tips are a part of your pay because you are shortchanging yourself that's, right. that's not me i don't have to do it a lot of people do it because it is out of the goodness of their heart. When I go to a restaurant, I can just the same come back home and eat. I know how to cook. We can make a lot of the stuff that they make out there. Mm -hmm. We don't have to go out. But when we do, we expect exemplary service. What are we paying for? If I didn't if I didn't care about the type of service that I was getting, um, 
I mean, I get, you know, we get good service here, but like if that really didn't matter, like we could stay home. I mean, the thing is, you is know that what I mean? There's plenty of industries where employees go above and beyond. And they're not allowed to get tips. That's true. Servers literally bring your shit out to you and ask what you want. Right. And so I'm supposed to give Buffets you a tip. Buffets are basically eliminating the middleman. I don't have to tip the chef because I went and got the shit myself. That's true. So That's I worked at se- in several industries where you actually, where I actually did go above and beyond what I was supposed to do. My job is to help you, you know, find the phone, op- you know, open yep. a line, add it to your account, yep. turn it on. Yep. I went above above and beyond, downloaded nigga shit help them set it up yep. all the stuff that comes in the manual i don't have to do i did it anyway we yep. weren't allowed to get tips they slid them to me hmm. you're not even allowed to get a tip in an industry where actually going above and beyond is like it's expected. Know, expected yeah it's yeah. expected it's yeah. not even some it's not even something extra it is expected like yo why didn't you help them do this did you offer them you know when i worked at lids like did you offer them an embroiderment no why do I need to offer them that? They clearly didn't want it. Giving customers. Because they saw it. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, giving customers more than they really ask for, more than they need, it, and, and doing it anyway would warrant a tip. I, I come to a restaurant, and you're the only one that takes my order. Because think about it. At McDonald's, they take the order, too, and they go get the food and put it back on the counter and give it to you. Do they deserve a tip? Right. Do you tip them? Do you tip them? They might have gone above and beyond. They could have been like, oh, we messed up your order. I'm going to throw in five more extra cookies or five more um, cups of fries. Well, I threw you a 10-piece nugget. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something like that. A waitress or waiter literally goes and gets what you ask them to put your order in for. Huh? I'm being fat. I was like, I ain't had nuggets in a minute. <laughs> Sound good. Nuggets are so fire, man. But yeah, like this whole situation is disturbing, and if it's not disturbing to you, then you have issues. Yeah, you know. Um, and don't tell the- us if you don't like it, you can move, cause your bitch ass wasn't an indigenous to this country either. So yeah, if you were like- one of the ones that say if you don't like it, you can move. You can move back to Ireland too, bitch. We can all go back to where we're actually from. Right. And if that's the case, you guys can come with us to motherfucking Africa. Because guess what? Y'all niggas is from there, too. And to be perfectly honest, we built this shit. So I'm not ever going to build a house for somebody else. Yeah. And then, and then allow and, let, and then allow somebody else to tell me that I can't live where I built. That's Look, ridiculous. Mexicans, I'm not doing that. Mexicans, um, Native Americans, and Black people have the most right to be here. Yes. Everybody who wants to come and make a better life for themselves has a right to be here but if you want to talk about really just like ownership of the land i mean mexican people because of the proximity to us you know um and the shit they're going through in mexico i get it um black people because we already talked about it and indigenous people because we know what we know that they own that they're supposed to own this land yeah you know um and so anybody else who's here praise god that you're here but don't sit there and open your mouth to say well if you don't like it you can move back everybody besides the native americans are immigrants that's ridiculous and that's really all it is asinine and backwards like you know where you can go back to first of all you can go back to scotland ireland uh switzerland australia all that shit you know what i mean italy antarctica all of that i don't live in that damn (laughs) man i'm just saying you know 
Actually, yeah. there's people that live. What do you mean? There's people that live in Antarctica. Babe, they're they're scientists. There's no like actual like indigenous settlements out there. It's all it's all science related. But what related. if scientists had kids while they're out they there? They could have very well had kids who are Antarctic. Yeah. Yep, that yeah exactly. that counts. See? That counts. But I'm I mean, saying, you know, so see like that. Yes, but that you know. You're being technical. I'm just saying, Europeans and those of European descent know where they can go back to. Don't tell me I can go back to somewhere I don't even know where the fuck that's at. Right. Y'all took that from us, so don't do that. I ain't never been. I ain't never motherfucking been there. I don't know what it's like there or nothing. My ancestors probably did not come here of their own volition. You beat and and what you raped mean, probably. Them. I mean, you know, uh, they didn't. Uh, I don't know why the hell I said probably. I don't know either. Anyways, yeah, they didn't come here on their own volition. Um, they, you beat them, you raped them, you did everything you could. You ripped their kids from their arms because a lot of people don't want to talk about that. Uh, how they took, how they would, uh, the, the, mm-hmm. the slave, the mothers would have kids mm-hmm. and they would look at the kid. And if it was a scrawny boy, um, then he got shipped somewhere else. Or sometimes they even killed him. You know what I mean? But then in other cases, if it was like a big, strong boy or if it was a healthy girl, healthy girl, light skin, she went in the house, you know, to be to be taken care of by Mammy and the, and the wife. But if it was a strong boy, then like they uh, they made the slaves raise him to be strong. Like, you'll make sure he gets strong, you know, feed him and all of this other stuff. You know what I mean? All of that stuff, you know, so. Um, we've been through entirely too much for y'all to tell us to calm down now. Everything that y'all have done to us over the entirety of us being here. And we're at, we just now got at a boiling point uh, over 400 years of us being treated like absolute shit. And now you want to tell us to calm down. We have tried to do everything, every way that y'all have said to do it. Nothing nothing has helped you guys to do what is right by us and eradicate the rules that perpetuate the systemic racism because y'all don't do that we don't have a choice what other choice do we have what are we supposed to do stop doing what we're doing and march again y'all killed martin luther king for marching are we supposed to be mad and speak a little more fiery? Y'all killed Malcolm X for doing that. At every turn, they uh, diminished people like Al Sharpton and uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan. And you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that any of these people are perfect, you know, uh, because they're not. We're not talking about perfection. We're talking about black voices. Black Wall Street was bombed by the military. The Black Panther Party was taken out by the FBI. It, it continue, and then uh, even our the hope of what we saw President Obama uh, at every turn they diminish everything that he did so much so that black people diminish everything that he did. Yep. So all of our symbols have been taken away from us, but then you get mad when we get mad because we were killed you guys consistently kill us and nobody gets held accountable for it it would be better off if nobody knew how they died and they just died we see it we know exactly who's doing it nothing happens to them and you expect us to be okay with that 
and to say justice was served the do the the process the due process has taken place the judicial court system is fair the juries were balanced one amber geiger is the only one that i can think of off the top of my head without doing any google research that received any type of jail time for killing an unarmed black man and the fact that we have to say unarmed black man is very telling because they all were unarmed all of them and y'all make it a point to kill us and then get mad when we want the people who killed us in jail and think of every excuse in the book. General pop too. I, yeah, exactly. I don't care what is being said about what is going on. Do I think that we should be looting and pillaging our own communities? Absolutely not. Keyword, keywords our own. Absolutely, yeah. I, I don't think that we should be doing that at all. I think that we should take that violence to the people who deserve it we don't deserve to do that to ourselves i mean but shit they already well like you said yesterday when we were talking about real housewives and apollo you know concentrating your anger and your energy isn't always realistic and like you said earlier like although you don't agree with it you gotta understand it yeah yeah i completely understand it and i you know i've been around people with tempers all my life all my life life no there's no there's and i don't expect anybody with a temper who whose temper has now blown i don't expect you to be rational for me to do that would be irrational anger holds no rationality in it some people can be rationally angry i i can be rationally angry but i have never been i've never been like i ain't gonna say i've never been i've been truly angry um but i don't have a temper do you know what i mean and and black people were a ticking time bomb and then we sat there and watched for eight minutes why this nick why excuse me not this nigga why mr george floyd was killed on camera and y'all expect us to do what march kneel uh organized city hall meetings silently protest We'll do all that after we get through fucking shit up. March it with impunity? I mean, we're you, done. I mean we're not with impunity. Uh, March in, in solidarity? We'll get to all that, but we finna be mad right we now. Didn't all, we didn't did all of that. Mm-hmm. We didn't did all of that. When we march, y'all complain. When we kneel, y'all complain. When we organize town hall meetings, y'all complain. When we uh protest out in front of uh city hall buildings, y'all complain. When we march with solidarity, y'all complain. When we organize uh, rallies, y'all complain. It doesn't matter what we do. You don't want us to do any of it. You just want us to shut up. That's basically what you want us to do. Shut the fuck up. Whatever happens to us, happens to us. Clearly, it's our fault because it happened to us. And therefore, shut up. I'm not taking that. I feel like when... I'm not like, taking that. We kneel, we're unpatriotic. When we march, we're lazy because that's the only way we feel like getting our point across. When we organize meetings, we're unsatisfied. So, but nothing gets done when we do all of that. 
Right. So what do you call it when we finally lash out in an aggressive, physical manner to express ourselves? Right. If all of that can be uh, dealt to us when we are doing things in a peaceful way, then why... What what is it? What's the name for it when we're tired of not having shit go our way in the name of justice when we finally do lash out in the way y'all have done it? Right. Because when we're tired of the horse shit. What the hell? What what do y'all call that? Yeah. Because we're all those things when we do stuff the way y'all quote unquote say we should do them to get shit done. But we continuously get mishandled and ignored. Um, when we say stuff in that manner absolutely we're disrespected we at every turn we shouldn't have uh, imbalances in the healthcare system when people voice concerns about their health it shouldn't have to be uh, more prioritized if you're white you just shouldn't no and you know um, if you don't think it solves anything with violence then why did y'all do it yep the whole point is they did everything that they did with violence and then once they got what they wanted now they're trying to sucker the world into believing they don't want us to be that that violence is not the answer yeah. but when we look at history Violence has clearly been the answer. For y'all, for them. When yeah. you are strong enough to overthrow somebody else, you do it. That's why they always kept the strongest uh, Africans chained. Yeah. Because it's it's not much for a strong black man to handle what he got to handle with his bare hands. Uh-huh. You know, and they are continuously afraid of that metaphorically when they see black men who are big and strong and appearance walking about you know and you know I just I also find it interesting that the quarterback is often white and isn't he the most protected player on the team he is and so again it speaks to the nature of the 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 perceived delicacy of being white because you have all these black players who are tackling each other but the white person gets to run across the field untouched for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. He only get hit he he only gets hit a couple times a game. And then not only that, but they also tell us, uh, have told us historically that black people aren't fit for that position. We can't play that position. That's interesting. We don't do it well enough. That's what they'll tell us. sports all together and we'll see who's fit because basketball didn't take off with Canadians doing it no I, if we want to talk about unfit um Canadians get, didn't get it off the ground until niggas came into the mix you know so you should be disturbed by what you saw you should be disturbed anytime you see this type of stuff it I mean it the uprising happened with George Floyd but long ago should you have been upset by what you've seen i was only three years old when um when we were rioting in well they were rioting in la and my mom she you know she locked the doors and stuff like that and all that stuff because you know some people do get out of control they they lose focus of the purpose you know but 
we've seen this happen so many times and time periods go by where you don't see it anymore and then it just comes and resurfaces which with a vengeance that shit hits and waves yes and it's like back to back Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, um, George Floyd you know and for a while we were seeing it year after year with the other ladies and gentlemen that dealt with this you know and again everyone has a breaking point you know we thought that we would be heard with all of the other circumstances that we protested we thought we'd finally be heard and things would change and so they implemented body cams they don't even care about what goes on those body cams they don't even care about the evidence presented with the body cams nah because Because they they know know the system is meant to protect them is going to protect them yes and so know you have to be disturbed by all of that and you have to speak up about it you have to say something i really was ashamed of myself not posting on on social media because i don't be on social media but if i can stop and post about you know lana del rey and you know all the other stuff going on i can post about um one of my brother my fallen brothers you know and sisters so I was ashamed that that I had gone even a couple of days without posting about it. I won't be on social media like that. I don't want to get caught up in it because I'll be on there forever. And you do have to, unfortunately, take your mind off of it sometimes. Give yourself a mental break, you know. But really, there is no break until justice is afforded all of us and until protection is given to us all. Yes. You know, but... The reality is that for some of us, it's a lot to take in. And that's why I've never watched the video. Um, because I can only handle small doses of it. And it's just really sad. So, But as God delivered Israel, even in their antics and their behavior and their sinfulness and all of that, he too will deliver us. Yes, he here. will. God always looks on his chosen people. He always looks on his children. And he felt bad for the Israelites. He actually stopped what was going on that he allowed to happen um, with the rivaling nations because he felt, quote unquote, sorry for his people. So there's no way that God is not on us now. We will get through it. Justice will be awarded to all of the victims. We will see it. We will see it. And, you know, we have we have better days to look forward to. It doesn't seem like it now, but we will get there. Things will change for the better. They always do. But until then, fuck that shit up. That's right. If you're going to steal a TV, steal like a, a nice, nice. Yeah, take a big one. Take a big joint. Yeah, exactly. Husky joint, you know? To where, like, people look and they're like, oh, yeah, you did that. Like, you went, man. When you went, you went, you know? That's right, yep. And I ain't sitting up here saying that I condone it because I wouldn't go do it myself. But it's like, you gotta have something to show for if you're gonna be an idiot. Yeah, like, if you, you know, if you're gonna be out there doing crime, like, do it, yeah, do it. And we're not talking about hurting people either. No. Don't be hurting each other. No. Look out for one another. And don't let anybody 
hit you with that bullshit about oh black black people killing black people i don't even feel like no. getting into it there's no because i'm hungry i have no fear me too i have no fear of lives in the the group of protesters i would have more fear of those that are outsiders coming in to make it look like they're part of the protest and officers that are standing guard yes. there's no fear of any life being in jeopardy amongst the protesters themselves no it's either you just gonna loot or you gonna protest or whatever's in between so just make us proud <laughs> oh, that's right that's right ain't no money at time they're not gonna you know don't just keep your head up they're not gonna get away with this um even the people who were not acquitted um they're not the judge You know, we just have to figure out a way to stay strong. It's it's sad that we got to say that every time stuff right. like this happens. Right. Like, yo, stay strong. Or right. Be, you know, be this or do that. I, you know, yeah. you get tired of saying that. You sure do. You know. Tired of hearing it. You know, tired of being it. Not every, you don't want to be yeah, strong. Yeah, no, ain't nobody time. trying to be strong 100% of yeah, the time. Yeah, that's, that's hard, you know. You know, um. But that's uh just a. A word of encouragement because if yeah. we don't say that then we're not going to be we're not going to be uh fortified enough to move forward to to push for these type of things that need to happen exactly so if you don't say be strong no one's going to be encouraged enough to move forward for justice exactly and we need that yes. we need that but so wakanda forever yeah you hungry yep yeah i'm hungry as hell me too Let's I'm so stop. hungry, I don't even feel hungry. Let's stop ragging on these damn white people. Go get ourselves something to eat. Yep. <laughs>